Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Big shout out to King at the fourth quarter. Where his mirror at? How do I point to it? On the there camera? you go. He uh, that's really his signature. But did you see it when he when he said "Welcome to Through the Wire"? He was like this. Oh, he did. That's his <laughs> signature did. for real. You remember the picture when we first joined HOH and I did this? Yep. Next when he had them KDs on. <laughs> yeah. You had KDs on. He there? had yeah. the humble beast on. Oh I did have the humble man! On. Shout out to my man Doug. Man, <laughs> when the last time we seen Doug? Was it's it been a minute. Capital Grill. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, I miss Doug. Shout, Doug, they'll be watching episodes. Doug, if you see this, we miss you. Uh, it's been a minute since we've seen you. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody that's watching this had an incredible Thanksgiving. Uh, how was y'all Thanksgiving? I don't think we uh really talked. Thanksgiving was really good. Um, got to chill with the fam, chill. With first the Thanksgiving as a father. It was my first Thanksgiving <laughs> as a father. But um, Avery, I mean Ivy, just <laughs> she just sleeps the whole time, so it don't. It doesn't. One really, of them. It doesn't really affect her. How was yeah. y'all's? Uh, I want to hear more about Ivy's first. Like, how was? Did y'all end up? Uh, did you end up going to? Yeah. Did I you w- go to a bunch of houses? No. Just your yeah moms. Yeah, I just went. The baby didn't go. Okay. So we just kind of just kept her away. Um, she can't really eat the food either. So. Yeah, she. And just when you're that young, their immune systems are like so weak, mm-hmm. and it's cold and flu season. Don't think y'all yeah. made a bad decision with that at all. Um, was Angie able to go out for Thanksgiving, or did you have to bring her back food? Uh, no, she, I, she went to her parents eventually. Okay. okay, that was it. Okay, um, it was it was pretty decent. Um, I think Thanksgiving is always like a fun time because you just kind of just come together and just chill with the family, you ain't seen amongst food. Yeah, it's just food and food I feel and like family. When you got food and family, it's it's always a good time. You can't go wrong with that. Cannot mm-hmm. go wrong. Did y'all cook? No, no, I didn't cook at all. Oh. I was asking that in the the uh, Discord yesterday. I I'm not cooking. You're not cooking. And you know what annoys me too. What? And I was gonna put this tweet out here, but I I didn't want it to sound sexist. Um, or you know, I didn't want to offend anybody because I wasn't trying to. But you know, we have such a sensitive Twitter yeah. world that anybody can get offended. But um, I, I have not. There's no problem. With not knowing how to cook. Okay. Yeah. I For me, the problem with not knowing how to cook is when everybody feels the need to cook. Because not everybody can cook. Not everybody can cook. And yeah. I think there's like societal pressure on women to have to cook. But I don't think so. I don't think there needs to be because like Angie isn't a great cook. I'm not. I don't look at her any different. My point exactly. <laughs> My point exactly. And I see so many different things on social media when it's like. Um, somebody is trying to bring something, and again, everybody's family is different for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I have a family where my mom doesn't mind doing all of her stuff, and if you want, if somebody like my auntie, but like in my family, the people who cook are the ones that cook. My yep. uncle is never walking through the door like, "Look, y'all, I made mac and cheese this year." <laughs> never. We're never being like, "Hey, Mike, you got the responsibility of bringing mashed potatoes." If you don't have a history of cooking, that is totally fine. Yeah. But, like, I see just on social media, I be seeing, like, a lot of, like, again, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm just somebody like me and my girlfriend bringing this to my to my family's this. And it's like, bro, you setting your girlfriend up for failure because it don't really seem like your girlfriend can cook or cook that specific <laughs> thing. So it's like it ain't nothing wrong with just being cute. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 
usually in responsibility of the macaroni. But the last two years, I decided to take the responsibility of the ham as well. So, so you fun. add pressure onto yourself. I, I didn't cook anything. Actually, for my parents' house, they asked me to bring some like some dessert. Mm-hmm. My mom had got a pie. Like, she got a pie. But my sister's new thing is, like, if she doesn't like something in the moment or just regard, like, she'll be like, I hate it. <laughs> and so she, my mom texts me. She's like, can you bring a dessert? Because I got some pie. But Michaela said she hates pie. Like sweet potato pie? I, it was just some pumpkin pie. Oh, okay. And um, so I was like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll bring dessert. So she specifically asked me to bake some cookies and brownies too, which that ain't shit really. Okay. So I brought that. And then so I also had some, like, I bought them some coloring books. It was actually some, like, early Christmas gifts because I had, like, I already got, like, some stuff stocked up for them. Yeah. And so I just gave it to them on Thanksgiving. And at first they seen it. Well, the if I was a kid and I had an older brother or uncle like Mike, Thanksgiving, <laughs> I get some gifts. Early gifts. Early yeah. gifts? I mean, it was it was a color. They're like giant coloring books or whatever. But they, they like they, they like, like yeah. They my cousin he's real good at like art and whatever. He oh, likes yeah, to draw and stuff. That, yeah. And then my my sister she just likes that type of stuff. So at first she seen it, she was like super excited about it. And then so later on she had got in one of her moods or whatever, and she pissed off at everything. My mom was telling her like, why don't you you know go use the coloring book? She's like, I hate coloring books. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you gotta relax though. <laughs> Kids can't throw that word hate very loosely. Very loosely. She, she, be, she be screaming at my mom and my mom don't be like giving her what she wants. She be like, you hate me. Boy. And I be like, bro, <laughs> you is wild. Is she? She's six. Okay. Yep. That's the age. She just learned what the word hate means. So she's, that's, that's the she's age. using it. I hear Ari saying the word hate a lot too. She's, <laughs> she's also six. Um, favorite dish that y'all had? Um, this, this year it might not be always your favorite uh this year was probably the greens that my sister made it was it Ooh, was on point today. that boy said <laughs> that's your older sister yeah or either the sweet potato pie was also on point as well okay. i had some banana pudding that was 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 had the wafers in it and everything it was like i like it when it's more wafers than it is bananas yeah i, I like it when it's i'm allergic to that bananas. moist oh, yeah, too is <laughs> moist I would prefer even when I when I was younger and I wasn't allergic to bananas. I prefer to I loved having banana pudding where the pieces of banana wasn't in there. Yeah, because the pudding has a banana flavor anyway. Yes, it does. So I love it when it's like wafer and that vanilla wafers are a very underrated cookie. That's I not, don't buy them, but like exactly, when I eat them, exactly. it's like why don't I buy these cookies? <laughs> exactly, it's like a cookie. For those of you that don't, vanilla wafer is like a cookie specifically made for something like a banana pudding. But like when you have a mom or auntie or a sister who makes it, there's always going to be like a bag left over and it's in the career. So you might munch on them and you might like what Derek said, be like, man, this is a very underrated yeah. cookie. They're yeah. in my cabinet right now. I've been looking at it, but I, I haven't picked them up yet. Yeah, you're not going like, about it. It's not like an Oreo, but boy, if you don't have shit else and you result to that wafer. And what I used to do, I would take a cup. Mm-hmm. I throw a little stack of wafers in there. I throw a, enough milk to like cover, cover it up. Let that shit sit for a second. Come back. Oh man, you got so you like so you like have a, like a milk. So it's like a drink because the vanilla wafers get soft and mushy, right? It will, but it absorbs the milk. Okay, it's like cooking rice and chicken broth. Okay, the rice gonna absorb the broth, and now you got flavorful rice. Okay, the the cookies, cookies. it's gonna be they still there, but they just like you said mush. Mm-hmm. But it's full of that milk, and now that milk tastes like the wafer as well. That sounds it, it's just super, super, super A1. What was I, was on, um, I was on Twitter 
and I was telling them on Thanksgiving, my twenty five percent white side really kicking. Oh, I saw this one, yeah. Because I was eating a hell out of this uh, broccoli and cheese casserole. You know, it's funny. Elena had made some. She did. Broccoli and she cheese did. Casserole. Was it good? <clears throat> it was pretty good. It's not like my type of thing though. But I was I was eating it though. As my it was type. good. My mama make it every year because I. So one year years ago, um, I like broccoli. Yeah. And I like broccoli and cheese because we yep. don't like broccoli and cheese, but I like broccoli. And um, my mom was like, you want me to, I'm going to try to make this thing for you that I saw. I'm like, okay. It was broccoli and cheese caster. I'm seeing her. She had like uh, Ritz crackers and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I ate it and it was a hit. So now every time, uh, every Thanksgiving, she makes it, but nobody eats it but me. Because all of my uncle, my uncle came in like, uh, says, what's Cause they 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 are fifty fifty, they fifty yeah. percent black, fifty percent white. I'm seventy five twenty five, but my uncle came in like, oh yeah, sis sis on her uh, her, her white side really kicking in. I don't know what the hell this casserole. <laughs> so no, but they say shit like that and don't eat it, and I'd yeah. be like, shit, good. Yeah, that's don't all touch for me. It. Yeah, that's all for me. So yeah, um, that was it. Um, but basketball, we this is a basketball podcast. I'm sorry, we had to get some Thanksgiving love out there. Everybody, tell us y'all answer some of those questions. Y'all favorite dishes or whatnot. Um, yesterday, Black Friday, obviously, but also in season tournament play mm. games. Uh, I I got. I know you went to wrestling. I want to say. Oh, you got. Your I want to start with mic with the mic drop because it kind of deals with somebody in this in season tournament, not in a bad way at oh, all. Shit, but it's just a question that comes up when I kind of see him play. How far can you go in this league without a jumper? Like, especially if you're not a legit center. Uh, I mean, I think Giannis has shown that you can go pretty far. Like, he doesn't have a legit jumper uh, mm-hmm. by any means. People are going to sag off him the rest of his career, mm-hmm. no matter how well he's shooting it. Um, so I think you could, looking at him, you could be a multiple-time MVP, DPOI, win an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. As long as you have the – as long as you're doing the other things so good that it kind of makes up for your lack of jump. Like, Giannis really- is constantly getting downhill, putting pressure on the rim. Mm. And he's creating shots for other people, but he's also a good passer. He's a good defender. There's also like, an exception to everything. What do you Mo- mean? So most people, like for example, most people with one arm can't play basketball. Yeah. But you've seen that young man. Yeah, the young man with the left. Yep. So it's like, I get what he's saying. I get what you're saying too. Yeah. Giannis is just hard to be an example because he's almost like an exception. He's Where, um, like, he's like legit the size of a center, though. He just. That is also true. Like, yeah. he's 6'11". Maybe we'll know. And the he, reason I say this because, like, when I watch him play and he's been doing this is Zion. He like, it amazes me how much he can just finish over everybody. You I know, would without. Say, yeah. I would say he's another exception. Because how he's many guys yes, at 6'6", 250 is yeah. jumping and moving like that? I don't know. I think 250 being generous. It be it's like just, like, literally. It's they're, funny they're rolling right. in the offseason. He looks bigger to me. He yeah, he does. Uh, the pictures in all season, he looked way leaner. Like, yeah, he looks like a, a old man. Two eighty four, yeah, two eighty four. Yeah. I was way, I was being yeah. super. <laughs> and the Clippers fell victim to him yesterday. Thirty was points. It, you just can't stop him in the paint. That was his season high. That that was what amazing. He only had thirty two, and that was like his season high. You would mm-hmm. think he would have had a thirty two point game this season. Um, yeah, that that and that was a good game for the Pelicans, where he had his thirty two. I believe Bi had thirty. Um, those are the games that I think the Pelicans are trying to see more and more and more. When you have games where those both both of those dudes could get it, it don't even have to be thirty apiece. But if yeah. they're having their success, 
throughout the course of the game, it's going to be extremely tough to beat them. How far can you go without a jump shot? Um, this is what I'll say. I think you can go extremely far if you're not a guard. I okay. think guards yeah. in today's game, you have to be able to have some type of jump shot. But I think if you're a front court player like a Zion, like a Giannis, then it's not impossible. And maybe it's different too when you're not like a catch and shoot guy at all. Like it's, like, it's some guys in the league. It's just like if you if you can't shoot the ball, you really can't be on the floor. But Zion, for the most part, he has the ball in his hands, so it's not like he's the one spacing it out. He's usually the one that's kicking it out. You know, it's a little yeah. bit different. I think he would be better. I was thinking about this uh, earlier this week. I think he would be better with a dynamic guard. Like when you talk about pairing players and whatnot, I, we haven't seen Zion with like a dynamic like. Instead of his all-star sidekick or partner being like a wing Ingram, if he had like a Trey Young, Trey Young, Ja Morant, yeah, like maybe, Tyrese, yeah, yeah, one, of, one of the one of the, the Tyrese's. Halliburton would be crazy just because yeah. he's such a good passer. Mm-hmm. Like it would be that trans if him and Obi Toppin be having highlights. Imagine him and Zion. The mm-hmm. small, the small glimpse we got to see him with Alonzo was real good, and Alonzo yeah. is not even a dynamic guard. Yeah, he's just a really excellent passer, but I wouldn't describe him as dynamic. But yeah, if you think about like Trey Young, now when you talk about them being paired up, you got defensive liabilities because Zion hasn't been that Duke defensive guy that we projected him to be, and we know what Trey Young brings as far as defensive uh, liability. But yeah, I would love to see him with a dynamic guy who can come off of a screen and be a float threat, lob threat as a passer, mid range threes. So it's a that that's where you become dynamic. When you're yeah. coming off the pick and roll, there's so many different options. You can get into the paint, kick it out. You can lob, you can float, you can come off the screen, hit threes. You can come off the screen, get a mismatch and punish that center who's now switched up on you. I mean, CJ was supposed to be that. Like when you talk about scoring wise, CJ is a pretty he is, versatile yeah. and dynamic scoring guard, but Health-wise, it just hasn't really worked out. And but, I don't think he's the passer of none of those guys we named. Trey Young, uh, Tyrese yeah, he's not the passer. But. So, uh, but how far – yeah, I, I really think that depends on the on the, uh, on the yeah, position. You, you, you really get away with it at the four and the five spot. At the guard spot, it's just so hard. People are just – there's nothing you can really – what else do you want to really do? Who's a top guard right now who can't shoot? That can't shoot – like literally, or like, or just who has a bad. suspect jump shot? Who sit, who fits your description as a guard? Um, there's not actually too many guards that can't shoot. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be like Ben Simmons was in that scenario when he was really running the point guard spot, or I guess until he gets back. But other than that, it's like he's running different positions than just that guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one dude that kind of has a shaky jump shot sometimes is John Morant. Like his. I think he can shoot though. Yeah, he can shoot, but it's not like I, I'm a fully respect for Zion, and I guess for Giannis when it was back with him, it's literally like you're taking 25 shots, 23 to 24 shots are in that paint. Yeah, in the restricted line. Yeah, know? I don't think we. Have, I think it's been a long time since we straight up seen he can't shoot like as a guard. I think th- those are like the. Early athletic point guards when they first came into the league. Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, John Wall, uh, Rondo, even though he don't fit the athletic mode, he was never anybody that was known as it. Like, yeah. Um, Michael Carter-Williams. Michael Carter-Williams yeah. couldn't shoot. But, like, yeah, John Morant, is that his strong suit? No, no. but I've seen John Morant hit five he threes has, in the yeah. game before. Um, 
So yeah, that's the. I, I guess it would be that. Could a small forward thrive without shooting? Like, can a Sar Thompson be an all star in this league? Could a Thompson twin reach their fullest potential at a, as a high level player without developing a jump shot? Because you know we see that they have all the all the athletic tools, but when we talk about the potential of either Thompson twin, it's if and when that jump shot becomes. Yeah, effective. I mean, from what I've seen him now, and I'm thinking about. I mean, like, I guess a more polished version of him as he gets older, assuming he doesn't really have the same, like, the jump shot doesn't really get better. I still think he could be a really damn good player. You know, I think he could get, still get 20 points even without that jump shot because he's just all over the floor from run the floor. He gets offensive rebounds. He will uh, run out in trends. Like, he does all the things to put uh, points on the board. It's just sometimes you look at the, like, the grand scheme of things, you kind of hurt your teammates. That's you know, what I'm gonna say. Like you hurt that's your the teammates. First too. thing I'm about to say, and, it, and that only can like that's only like a, a leaking pipe that can you know keep going, uh, getting worse and worse. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. So, dude. do you think he could be successful? or Do you not? Because the first half, it sounded like you believed he could. And I think the it's, half, it's you could be successful, but I think there is a cap to it. And like I said, no, 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 him, just you, him. You can be successful. Yeah, you can be anything, but him. Can he can one of those Thompson twins yeah. reach their fullest potential without developing a a consistent jump shot? No, okay. I don't think so. That's why, but that's just like nature of the game too is adding to your game, though. You know what I'm saying? No, like, they adding. They just don't get a yeah. jump shot. Uh huh. They add another shit. They just don't have the jump shot because it's, it goes back to your question: Can a player go far without the jump shot? There are two guys who have high potential. You see the athleticism. You see certain things. I haven't seen a jump shot. It would just also just be so, like, detrimental to the – like, it would really hurt the team in a way because, like, you got K trying to get downhill now. We already uh, see it being the And now people are just helping off of him. Like, I think that that part, it just kind of just hurt the team. I think he could still get his shit off, but, like, as a team-wise, it just won't really hurt. Especially with the scheme. Like, these are regular season games, too, and it's just like, hey – we gonna put our our big on. We gonna put our big on the SAR. Are we gonna do this and that? Like especially with that, all in, the a, in a seven game series where they're locked in and they're gonna look for every weakness and take advantage of it. That's a completely you, different story. Too. You got that. That this is regular season. You also have the fact that he's a rookie. Yeah. So by year two, year three, when they understand your tendencies and exactly what you do and when how you, you do the it. Report. Yeah, they, it, it won't catch people off guard. So that's another thing to consider. Um, and then like y'all had mentioned, both of y'all. When you talk about team building and cohesiveness with the team, yeah, in today's game, if you can't shoot, you have to be Giannis Zion. Because if you're a complimentary player Mm -hmm. and you can't shoot, that means you're affecting the player that you're supposed to be complimenting. Because, yeah, if we're able to put Brooke Lopez on you and he can help off of you while Kate is driving, then that's problematic. Very problematic. um, To answer your question, can a player go far without having a jump shot? I think a front court player can go far. There's exceptions and anomalies to everything, but on a consistent basis, I think majority of players in today's game will have to have some sort of shooting ability. Yeah. Some sort. It's, a, it's such a three-point dominant era that, like, you have to be so dominant at getting to the rim that your jump shot don't really matter. Unless you're a front court player. Unless yeah, you're Jared yeah. Allen, Evan Mobley. Unless uh-huh. you're Giannis, Zion. You had another one? Uh, uh, this, so that was the job to Mike. I also got some quotes for Heard Him Say. And I heard him say. Yeah, we can actually start off with this one. We were just talking about Asar Thompson. Draymond Green came out on Twitter. And he says, Asar Thompson averaging 10 rebounds and almost two blocks per game is not being talked about enough. 
That's wild. Let me guess though. It's not it's not points, so it don't matter. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Where Draymond live at? Detroit probably. No. Is he under a rock? Oh. A Sergeant Thompson don't get talked about? What you want to do? That's what I was saying. Is he just talking or is this some something else going on? I thought Sergeant Thompson was getting praised. I, I thought he was too. I did too. What well, what we have to do? Maybe he's just <laughs> watching ball back in the You gotta put him on he, a cover of fucking two K. He back he's on ball. Like just like the mainstream media. Maybe like ESPN ain't talking about him. That's true. So like But if you go on Twitter, see yeah. it all everywhere. Rookie ladders, I see it everywhere. Uh the NBA's rookie ladder, I believe he was up there. Mm-hmm. He might have been like third. It might have yeah. been like Chet Wimby. That suspension him. got him watching ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. So yeah, Draymond, you're doing, and I love you, Dre, but you're doing what I hate. I what I hate to see on Twitter when somebody just get onto some shit and they come to Twitter <laughs> like everybody else don't know. Like, damn, y'all just ain't gonna talk about um, Duke basketball. Like, <laughs> we've been talking about Duke. <laughs> you just found out you about just... Duke. Uh, Mike was doing that yesterday. He was joking, but he's like, uh, he said something about V's. He said to Kyra like. Yeah, you you just ain't up on this shit yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah, found out about a rapper. Yeah, y'all y'all been sleep on V's. Like what? Ball uh, like on Kobe laughing right now. Yeah, shout out to Ball like on Kobe. I told Mike yesterday you put me on V's a couple years ago. That was when I was uh, still living with my mama. That boy was like, turn on that V's. That Law and Order. <laughs> uh, we got we got one more quote. Um, this is coming from Mike Ballone. Basically, he's just talking about the one and four uh, road trip they went on and how they had lost the last game against the Rockets. He said, I think we just got to find some different guys to play that can give us something, some kind of life, some kind of energy, some kind of productivity. There's a lot, there's just a lot of empty minutes being played right now by too many guys. And he goes on, and he's also like, that's part of the like problems with having like a young and just kind of unproven roster all the way. And he was talking about the the importance of vets. And from last night's game, they had Julian Strother, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji, um, Colin Gillespie. They also played two, all combined for zero points. Aaron Gordon had a rough-ass game, only finished with two points. This is is my rebuttal to Coach Malone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to look a little deeper while Derek talk. Uh, I was going to ask, too, just like, do you see this team? Because obviously they're missing Jamal Murray, who's been a huge part. Reggie Jackson been trying to fill his shoes. And he's been doing pretty – he's been doing okay. But it's like, does this team need to make a move? No. I, I, Me coming from the basketball world – well, I'm not going to say no. Maybe every team can always make a move. Right. But coming from playing basketball um, as a player, I think he's trying to motivate his team. Mm-hmm. It just don't make sense. Not after last night. You, you're saying too many guys playing empty minutes. Julian Strata. They only played a couple played of handful of minutes. Peyton Watson. The played starters six played. It was a couple of starters that almost played forty minutes again. Yeah, Jokic played forty-two. Mm-hmm. KCP played thirty-nine. Aaron Gordon thirty-nine. MPJ thirty-seven. Reggie Jackson played twenty-five. Uh, Christian Brown is the only person off the bench that really played. Him, him, and Justin, Justin Holiday played thirteen minutes. But like empty minutes. Zeke Naji played four. He played four minutes. I, I mean, give Jokic unless unless three. coaches. Unless coaches really sit there and program themselves to believe that those minutes are really real, then I I think he's motivating his team. Yeah. I was at a game all week. I've been at this tournament for my brother, and I seen a coach from my brother's other team, uh, the team that they were beating. They were beating the hell out of this one team, and I seen the coach 
put in his, put in a bench with a one minute. I had to go to my dad. I said, I would never do that. I would never put a kid in with one minute. And my dad was like, he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. And I'm like, coaches really will tell you, because I've heard my teammates say when I was in high school, this is how you earn minutes. Yeah. I heard them tell like, like it's coaches 2K or something. Yeah, like you come in, hit a three in your little two minutes, and it's going all of a sudden next game you got five minutes. E- and even like, though just I necessarily like – it wasn't being told to me. I still felt some way because it would be like my homie, like Sean Davis was on those teams, and that was the type of shit they would tell him. Or when, when Ontario was younger <laughs> and was trying to play on the team uh, – they he would say shit. They would say shit like that. Like you earn minutes in these times. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't earn minutes when you down thirty five. One minute left in the game, and the refs don't even give a fuck about the game no more. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't earn minutes. The like other that. team don't even care. Either. Ain't nobody really trying. Yeah, you don't earn minutes like that. What? That's nonsense to me. And I, I, I it's the same thing with Mike Malone saying empty minutes. And and maybe I'm just talking off the limb because I don't watch every Nuggets game. So I'm going to go back to the game before the, the the Rockets. They lost to the Magic by five. And maybe these minutes will look different. So in this game, um, Peyton Watson played 10 minutes. Zeke Nagy played 12. Julian Strata played 17. And Chris, uh, Christian Brown played 21. This is maybe a game where he felt like that. These are significant minutes. What was that end up for the bench points? They combined for 25 points. Christian Just, Brown had 13. Mm-hmm. Julian Strata, 7. Zeke Nagy, 3. And uh, Peyton Watson, too. Jalen Pickett also played eight minutes. Maybe that's a game he feels that way, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're not, you don't have Jamal Murray. Yeah. So the, the 14, 9, and 4 that Reggie Jackson gave you, yeah, it ain't those numbers, but he's also a part of this bench now. Yeah. And, you know, the Magic are a good team. Yeah. Very the Magic good team. are surprising me. I, even though Magic fans, like, I don't want to say annoying me because it's all fun and light, but, like, the Magic can't do shit without me be, getting a DM. <laughs> Why For real? You, from why multiple, I had them at twelve. Oh, be, but somebody has to be there. Yeah, yeah. I keep trying to tell like fan bases, like when we do those things, you can't take it personal because somebody has to be there. Mm-hmm. I and, had them at like the tenth or ninth seed. And my, I didn't think they would be this high though. My reasoning behind it was valid. Yeah, because it's not happening. I said everybody can't make the leap. Now, if you were able to convince me, there's not one Magic fan that, that can tell me that they saw this coming without leaps. They thought Paolo was going to be a 25-point scorer or Franz was going to take another leap. But neither one of them is doing that, and y'all are still winning the games at this level, which is scary for y'all upside and down the line. But that was my thing. I'm like, I don't know if we're going to automatically get leaps, but I didn't know y'all were still going to be able to win games after leaps. And we only 15 games in. Yeah, we are. So I, I was going to tell one of the guys, he cool. We, we be going back and forth. But I was going to tell him, like, I, now, if y'all hit a rough patch, in January, where y'all lose eight out of eleven and y'all ain't on shit, I'm gonna be bad if I'm just DMing you every day. <laughs> hey, look, y'all ass lost again. You lost again. You lost again. Now you're gonna be deemed a hater, at that right? Point. But I, but, <laughs> but I wouldn't do that because it's just like you know what I'm saying. But um, yeah, I just think Mike Malone trying to motivate his team, which he should. Um, they they you know it is it, like we talk about. It's one thing to lose, but how you lose, you know, I think everybody in professional sports is accepting of the fact that you're going to lose. That ain't the first time you lost. It ain't the last time. But it's always about how you lose. They got their ass kicked by the Rockets. They got yeah. their ass kicked. In a game where Jokic played as good as he did, you don't. You would never hear these numbers. Listen to these numbers, there, because I know you was at wrestling yesterday. They lost 105 to 86. Yeah. Almost a 20-point loss. Um, Jokic had 38 points. 
eight assists and nineteen rebounds, and, and you almost lost by Doug. And they only put up what eighty some points, eighty six points, eighty six points. Aaron yeah. Gordon, like Mike said, Aaron Gordon had two. Reggie yeah, Jackson had two. Fucking MPJ had fourteen. This was Jokic and KCP. And this is a young Rockets team. So I understand his frustration. We are the defending world champions. Yeah, we don't have Jamal Murray, but still, we don't feel like we should be losing to anybody, let alone a young uh, up-and-coming team by 20 points when Jokic puts up those numbers. You should only lose like that when Jokic is the one with 14 points. But this man almost gave you a 40-point triple-double with 20 rebounds. (laughs) (laughs) What's crazy about the minutes thing, though, is like, it's going to be hard to even, like, find bodies. Like, the roster they have is pretty much the roster they have. So, like, you you have to kind of play these guys, and you just kind of got to figure out which ones fit and mm-hmm. which ones can actually come in and give you that energy. That's really all he could do. Because at this point, you're not getting another Jeff Green. Uh, you're not getting another Bruce Brown. Those two guys were very no, interesting. He, parts he of said bench. he liked the minutes he saw from Justin Holiday. So, I'm assuming yeah. he's probably going to get more minutes in the rotation. Yeah, I think Justin Holiday will be solid, but he ain't really <laughs> – He's there to really make threes. He's a vet. Yeah. He also got to realize, um, again, these are things he does probably realize. I don't want to take him too literal because he probably was just trying to motivate his team. But I think these these games and these stretches, they come with the word development. Like when you're developing something, especially like a player or a person with their talent, it comes with rough patches. Even if you're developing like – a house if like I'm developing this this land or if I'm developing my front yard because it I wanted to be a garden it's going to be a rough patch everything that you're developing has a rough patch so like you can't just develop Peyton Watson and this is fucking 2k where he just gradually just he has <laughs> six points then it's eight then it's 12 then it's 14 and he just like it ain't it don't it ain't that's the very 2k progression where it's just like straight yeah. line. it was another part uh that he was emphasizing too he was like with the young players and everything he's like i'm gonna play the guys that's gonna help us win mm-hmm. so i don't know what that means he's gonna shorten up the rotation some players losing the minutes but mike malone don't play about the wins bro could this be something y'all think could hinder them come like playoff time not having true vets on the bench like having such a young bench going into dog fights pretty much you think that's something that can hinder them i don't really or, see it as much just because it's like mike Malone again when he be getting to the playoffs them rotations is they tight short, yeah they real short so as long as he's got a couple guys that he can rely on he should be good and it's also jamal putting like reggie jackson back on the bench sounds a lot better than just like missing that yeah, on yeah. jamal murray like reggie jackson out on the bench is going to help them a lot i feel like with that productivity and like their offense is so good with Jamal Murray. Like Reggie Jackson yeah. doing a good job, but it's so much a difference with Jamal Murray running yeah. off those pick and rolls. Like that opens up everything, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that also opens up for when Jokic is on the bench and Jamal Murray's still out there. You still have somebody like an engine out there. So I think that like as much as we've seen the Nuggets be successful without Jamal Murray a couple like for the last couple of years, like he's a really big key in yeah. terms of how they play and like how efficient they are. I think it's kind of crazy that we're, like, so early in the season, we're always seeing Jokic playing, like, multiple 40-minute games. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want that from my MVP caliber player this early in the season. I kind of want to save that for the end of the year. But, like, he kind of has to play these minutes, yeah. which is so unfortunate. Luckily, so far throughout his career, he's been pretty much an Ironman. Mm-hmm. So he can do this. So I just hope it all don't hurt them come playoff time. He should be good. He, he don't really – you know he jumped, like – 
an inch off the ground. So he's not going to roll many ankles. <laughs> he's not going to really have that, like, crazy injury type stuff. Um, So, in-season tournament, just to dive into it, we got one more slate of, like, the, what are they calling it? The group games? The group play. Yeah. Which is Tuesday. Um, Friday, the results of everything that happened Friday for all of our viewers and y'all, if y'all haven't been keeping up, um, the Magic beat the Celtics. Very impressive. Another yeah, impressive very, win very for the Magic. Um, so what the Magic did was they spoiled the Celtics uh, uh, clinching. If the Celtics won that, they would have clinched um, the East Group C. Shout out to Mo Wagner. Um, yes, the most underrated backup center yeah. in the league, man. I, I said it. He had a, a, a game like so he, ago. he had a game like this last year against the Celtics where he just dogged them. Are, are we ready to <laughs> crown him? That I know when I when I brought that up, I don't know was that a week or two weeks ago. Is he the best backup? It league? was like a it was just a question. But are is through the wire ready to be the first to put put that on his name? Is Mo Wagner? The best backup set. And Magic fans that have been on my ass I because I said y'all was going to be 12. Today. Remember, I said that early. I came here and said, man, is Mo, Mo Wagner fuck around be the best backup center? I, are we ready to stamp it? Stamp it, though. I mean, I think it's it'll up be there. him, Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Um, I guess from I, like a legit standpoint of what he can give you. Yeah. Al Horford's still not too bad off the bench. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's like the best. So, but I was just thinking about that. Like, who's the best backups in the league right now? Mo yeah. Mo Wagner right now is giving you twelve, four, and one off the bench. You got to remember, bench numbers are never going to yeah, be. Yeah, they're gaudy. never going to be crazy. He's only playing twelve minutes a game. He shoots sixty three percent from the field, thirty six percent from three. Uh, and set, then he give you these random games where, where he's, he's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, he might be. No, he might be. My right. boy it would Nas, be, it would Nas, be him and Nas Reed. Nas Reed is on is giving you twelve and four and twenty minutes. Yeah, he's playing much. Fifty percent, yeah. almost forty percent from three. But you know, like it ain't I know the name and maybe the potential and the attraction because of the defense and all of that aligns with, with, with Nas Reed, but like as far as production in this year, right now at this moment. Has I mean, that's Nas, a good conversation. Has Nas Reed had a a game as good as Mo Wagner's best game? I don't think so. He's been consistent, and he gives you what he gives you. But Mo has stepped in as a starter. He's done. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. So um, the Magic are three and one uh, with a plus twenty two point differential. So they move for, to first place at the top of the East Group C. Hold so in that, in that Celtics game too, Chris Stops that got hurt in the third. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, it was. What was that his calf? It says uh, have an MRI on his left calf to tomorrow, which is today. Doesn't think the injury is too serious. Said he felt a tweak when running on the floor. Did not slip. Okay. Yeah, it's the same calf that I think been bothering. I, I called him, checked up on him, made sure he was good. He's he said it. Was, he said he had it wrapped up or whatnot. Um, he said he was gonna hit me later on. He didn't even call me back, but I'll probably hit him up after this pod. See what he's talking about. Um, the Suns beat the hell out of the Grizzlies. I, that's one thing we could talk about with the Suns. We can we can talk about teams as we break yeah. down this stuff, but. I'm very thoroughly impressed with the fact that the Suns are able to manage when they keep having somebody out each night. Like, mm-hmm. there was a stretch where it was Kevin Durant carrying the load because Book and Beal has been out. And I was like, oh, Kevin Durant is still the Suns' best player. Kevin Durant doesn't play, and Devin Booker doesn't. And granted, it's against the Grizzlies, um, but he does it by himself with no KD or Bradley Beal. And I'm like, damn, is am I wrong? Is Devin Booker the best player on the Suns? Like, they have this luxury <laughs> – where in past situations, this has been a problem. Yeah. 
where like the Nets were missing a Harden or Kyrie, and it, it it they were able to stay afloat, but it didn't look as good as this. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just I'm impressed. I'm impressed. No, I'm they impressed. they've they've been playing really good as a team. Um, I'm really impressed with the minutes we're getting from Nurkic. Nurkic has really been showing that he's a very good quality starting center. Um, and it seems like as long as you got Devin Booker or KD, you straight. Jordan like Goodwin was yeah. very impressive last night. And then the, when Devin Boy, Booker yesterday. and KD are playing, it's, it's it's nasty. And we haven't even seen a full repertoire of them with Bradley Beal at his health. His yeah, fullest health. And it's crazy. We was about to get in there, and boom, he was out for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. like uh, hopefully he comes back and he's healthy because like seeing him at that PG spot is gonna be very interesting. I know Devin Booker is kind of taking a reign of like being a primary yeah. I think I think they That's have to switch. Up. I think they got to switch that up, man. What? I think yeah, I think Devin Booker might have to be Devin Booker. I, I'm Devin Booker with the ball. Bradley Beal can play off the ball yeah. and be fine with the ball. Like he he's gonna get his shot. With Washington, like running off the ball, running off screens and everything. I think that's mm-hmm. where he thrives the most. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just killing people as they're like, I don't know. I feel like Kevin Durant is also. Well, Kevin Durant didn't play that game, but the game prior to that, I feel like. We're seeing them take more threes though too, because remember yeah. last playoffs is like midi, 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 mini. Devin Booker and KD are they're taking them threes. KD is shooting with fifty four percent from three. Like yeah. they got some of the best in the game when it comes to like those heartbreaking shots. Like it's they are on a six zero run or whatever. It's a transition. Somebody's and it's just like a one on one. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant they'll take the three right in yeah. your face too, and it's gonna be all in that timeout. And it's just like, it ain't much you can do about that. And they got the best closers, too. They ain't needed for for Memphis, but it's like, one-on-one, you don't like a lot of teams going one-on-one to close it out. But they got the personnel, too. And it's just like, damn, you can't really do shit when Devin Booker is shooting video game-like numbers. Right now, they got the seventh best offense in the NBA, and they have legitimately the 15th defense. Awesome. Shout out Eric Gordon be hooping, bro. Eric Gordon do be hooping. So, um, they, I think they're a team that we should we should give the attention to. They haven't been like rock star gaudy numbers or anything like that, but yeah. they're just as good as record wise as the Nuggets, and they haven't had consistently their team be there all year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think you got to give credit to Frank Vogel. This is not a team that has defensive personnel, but he's able to have a middle of the pack with a top ten offense. That is a recipe for them to, you know, maybe do some special things in the playoffs when they become full, uh, fully healthy. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be watching the Suns closely as a team that can, you know. Make make that noise that we projected them to yeah. do. I think I think the gelling period with them will be very smooth. Um, but yeah, they beat the Grizzlies one ten to eighty nine. So the Lakers already advanced out of the West uh group A. The Suns are three and one um and are in position for a wild card spot. Now the wild card spots are gonna be four teams, two from each conference. So each I, th- I believe each group has the team that advanced. And then I guess the team that couldn't advance but is the best non-advancing team, yeah, yeah, is a wild card, like okay. like the fucking like baseball. Okay, you have every team from the division, and then the the second best teams remaining uh, go to the wild card. So the Suns, yeah, your Lakers really trying to dominate it. The Lakers when they, they go to, when they go to those in season tournament games, they 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 up. They are they be hooping. Uh, no, that's Brian. The Raptors beat the Bulls one twenty one to one hundred eight. This game had no ties to any group play because the Bulls and Raptors have both been eliminated. Um, but your Bulls, we can dive in again. What are the Bulls now? What's their record? Five. I don't know. Uh, the Bulls I, are. I they're like five. Uh, I think they have 
12 losses on the season? I think they are 5-12. and 12. Yeah, I mean, it's just going into the direction of the blow-up. It, it, it hasn't looked good. It's, it's just going downhill pretty much. That's really all it is. Inevitable is probably about to happen. Zach Levine's probably going to be traded tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe Vooch. I don't know. I don't really know what the market is for Vucevic. You know, I feel like this is like we seen this coming for the Bulls. I didn't think it like would be my this. like. I didn't see think it would be five and twelve bad though. Yeah, you thought they could kind of hang around, yeah, yeah, playing, and like. Yeah. Kinda, but we knew they didn't really have like even if they at their best, they was going to be like maybe hanging inside the plan. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for them to have this type of start, it's like we seen this shit coming. Like everybody knows a rebuild is coming, right? I just can't wait for it to actually happen in some type of movement or some type of trade from them because. It's been disappointment for a long time. Especially coming off the fact that last year we heard, like over the summer we heard Roosevelt say, we know this is our last go around with this team. Mm-hmm. But then they come out like this, it's kind of like, damn. They're just not a good team. They just, I mean, we, yeah. we can sit up here and try. I, it just comes down to what Mike said. They're just not a good team. Um, apparently, you know, there's some respect that ain't there, which I think is is very key. Um, when you talk about a player and coach relationship, do they have to like each other? No, but I think respect has to be present in any successful relationship. And the fact that there is just like no respect between Zach Levine and Billy Donovan, yeah, like I, I that they should have nipped that in the bud immediately. And I know organizations don't like to jump to support everything that a player believes and does. Um, and you know they don't want to teeter either way. We're not going to trade a player because of a coach, and we're not going to necessarily fire every coach for a player. But damn, you got to have some type of chemistry with your best player and a coach. Yeah. Um, my Knicks, man, a hundred to ninety-eight win over the Heat. Did you able to get any glimpse of that game? I know you was at wrestling, man. No. We ended this game on a thirteen. Oh yeah, I run. saw twenty-one. Oh my back. gosh, man, that that made my weekend. We was hooping. Not only did that make my weekend, but in a league where all of these scores are so high, a hundred to ninety-eight is fucking refreshing. Yeah, that is a two thousand. 13 ass score because we just saw what the Pacers and the Hawks was doing. Yes, they put up 300 points in regulation. That was a hey, that was a fun ass game though. It yeah. was that was that game was so fun on Thanksgiving when I was waiting for my mama to finish cooking. Yeah, I re-watched. watched the highlights. Yeah, like, I just want to see some up tempo shit again. It was like, like that. No, no rebounds were there. No, it was not. It was all makes. Like, sh- both keep shots going, keep 60% going. from the field. It was a yeah. fast break the whole game. Yeah. Buddy Hill was hitting some crazy Bro, shots, but I was like, crazy. man, you try to take all the momentum away. He keeps crazy. smacking them. I'm like, oh, do your thing, man, buddy. might have a game like that tonight. The Wizards play the Hawks. That might be a very high-scoring game. I don't know. I'll, it might be high-scoring. I don't Wizards know if it's going to be the same. Best. You don't know which Wizards is coming. You could yeah. get the Wizards with Jordan Poole score 30 or he scored 13. There's <laughs> just, no, just no in-between. Um but yeah, so my Knicks winning that. We are now two and one plus eighteen. We avoid elimination and rise to second in the East Group B. And the Heat are two and one plus eleven. They dropped the third in the group, so we're now above the Heat, um, second. So hopefully we can potentially get a wild card spot, depending on Tuesday. And then we got the uh, another good. This would be a very good matchup in the playoffs. The Kings beat the Timberwolves. Oh. Oh, before we move on to that, do y'all think somebody asked me, the, a, a Magic fan, let me give a shout-out to this dude because he's he's one of the prominent Magic fans I'll be going back and forth with. No name. Shout-out to No Name on Twitter. Um, also, let me stop right now to give some birthday shout-outs. Heavy Chevy. <laughs> Happy birthday. Say, yo, P, my birthday was yesterday on Thanksgiving. Can I get a shout-out? Absolutely, my brother. Happy birthday to you. Um, I believe I had a couple more shout-outs to give. I will find them eventually. Um, yeah, on the clock. 
Twitter account on the clock. Shout out to Caleb. It's his 22nd birthday. He said if he can get a shout out, it would be crazy. So there's your shout out, my boy. I hope all of y'all have um, some wonderful birthdays. I'm going to check my Instagram DMs really, 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 really quick. Um, I listen to the podcast. That ain't your birthday. Uh, hi, Mr. Andreessen. It's my birthday. Joel Nuggets. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> Mr. Andreessen. That's hilarious. Happy birthday, my brother. And, um, yeah, there's a couple more I'm going to find later on. But that's 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 number one. Um, somebody asked me, no name asked me when we talked, he was talking about the magic. He then said, uh, side note, do you think that the Heat can keep this up, keep up on this pace as far as how they started the season? Cause I'll be honest. I thought the heat was going to be weak. Yeah. No, I mean, a big portion of this is doing it without Tyler hero. So, uh, for me, I think they can, especially when you're doing it without your second best score. I think you kind of can kind of go into that mode once he's there and you can I think he's the type of guy where you can hit the ground running when you add him back into the lineup. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah, I think they can keep this up. Uh, and it seems it's like the committee tough. seems to all be locked in too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think they could keep it up at a decent pace. Um, they don't like with Jimmy Butler and Bam. They don't play like anything like sexy, but they just they play winning basketball. Yeah, and it's also like the coach, like um, coach they got. I don't care how many times you say it. I think that's a real thing, at least for the Heat team. And, like, Eric's supposed to be in the top coach. Like, they have stuff that just gets them, like, they take it game by game. Yeah. And I feel like that's a winning thing, and it's kind of, like, helping them out in this scenario. Yeah, I really could see them matching up with any team pretty well. Like, they – they, and they had that last year. Like, somehow this team always finds a way to have that next man up mentality, and it works every year. Even though you count them out, they surprise you and be like, damn, okay. Max Truth is going to go off in a playing game and make us go to the NBA finals. <laughs> like that's just the type of things that happen. So that's that's I think they I think they're going to be all right. I feel like I could drop at least fifteen points if I played for the Heat. For the Heat, yeah. Um, I agree. I think them getting off to such a good start makes me believe that they can um, that they can sustain sustain the consistency of what they're playing with. So. Um, I thought I had them low because I felt like they were going to not get off to the best start because of how Jimmy Butler historically is to start seasons. He didn't really take it serious. Then they was going to have to have that second half of the season where they got to flip the switch and fight and play catch up. But no, nah, they getting out, getting their shit done early um, and, and, and getting out to a nice good start. So shout out to the Miami Heat for that. I did want to give another birthday shout out to Kenny Wayne. Kenny Wayne said his birthday is Saturday. So shout out to you, Kenny Wayne. Um, I'm trying, y'all. I'm gonna be honest though. It's it's, it's going to be super hard to sustain all of the birthday shoutouts. I'm just I'm just being as honest as I can be, just because um my DMs are just not they're not it's not sustainable for me to just keep checking my DMs. You got to find a substitute for the birthday we do. shout out. We do. My DM. I actually hate it so much. I love and hate it because there was a point in my life where nobody cared to DM me. But, like, I'll get somebody, I'll get a DM from, like, a cousin or somebody, like, I know. And I won't see that shit for a month. And be like, oh, my gosh, you done DM me three times. This is my cousin DM me three times before they got a response. <laughs> and it's like, I literally don't see it because all day it's just like. Um, the Timberwolves, Kings. The Kings beat the Timberwolves 124 to the Timberwolves 111. The Kings are now 3-0 and and they clinch. The West Group C and advanced to the knockout round with the Warriors' loss. The Warriors did not lose yet. Um, and the Timberwolves remain alive for a wild card at 2-1. and one. 
I would love this matchup, man. I would love this matchup in the playoffs. The Kings versus Timberwolves, De'Aaron Fox, and Anthony Edwards, they both went at it um, 35 apiece, I believe. I could be wrong. I, I think it was either 35 or 36. I think or, De'Aaron had like 36, but did Ant have 35 or I could double check. I, they I both had 30 apiece. Um, so that, that matchup would be. I would like that match. Yeah, you got Sabonis and Rudy Gobert down low. It's more like an offensive team versus a more so a defensive team. Yeah. But you got to like that matchup. <clears throat> um, Did he have it? No, nah, I'm check, still getting who to Who would you take in a series? Seven-game series. Your money on the Kings or the Timberwolves? I'm going Timberwolves. Uh, I trust the defense a lot more. I feel like the Kings are a team that can sometimes struggle to get stops on a consistent basis. They're, they're definitely a team that's going out trying to outscore you. Whereas I think the Kings, I mean, the Timberwolves are more so locked in because they got Rudy Gobert, Jaden McDaniels. Uh, they got the lockdown defenders on that perimeter where I think they could really, they could do some things, especially Anthony Edwards. He did Anthony have Edwards really. Anthony Edwards is the guy that's showing that he's really willing to sit down in that chair and guard the other team's best player, especially late in that fourth quarter closing time. He wants the Jason Tatums. Even though he has Jaden McDaniels, he wants Jason Tatum. <laughs> so I, that that type of mentality well, I feel, makes I feel like they would have been a little bit like, if they had J.D. McDaniels for at least a game with the Kings, they would have been a little yeah. bit better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah, it's De'Aaron Fox, you can't stay in front of him, bro. Yeah. You, it's just so hard to. And it's just like they play so well, and Sabonis has been playing really well too. They, they've they been rolling. They've been rolling. Um, the next game we got, the game that like shocked me the most for a bunch of reasons. The Bucks beat the Wizards 131 to 128. First and foremost, never thought that the Bucks and Wizards would be close again. I think the – is this like the second time this month that they've been close? Mm-hmm. The Wizards just get up for the Bucks, and then the Bucks had three guys score hundred points, and one of them was Brooke fucking Lopez. He had thirty nine. Yeah, Giannis had thirty one. Dame had thirty one. Like crazy. Well, the thing that catch stands out to, is that they gave up one hundred and twenty eight points to the Wizards. <laughs> that's that's the thing that stands out to me the most. That's terrible for a team that's looking to compete for a championship. Whose defense is already a little shaky and a little questionable? You supposed to come out and hold hold your own against the damn Wizards, at least make some sort of statement that we going in the right direction defensively. You can't give up almost one hundred thirty points to the Wizards. That's just unacceptable. I think our questions about them defensively have been answered, <laughs> and it's terrible to think, bro. Because like, I know Drew Holiday is such a great defender, but damn, but right? damn, like you fall off that bad. Were you giving up 130 hey, to the Wizards? But Beasley getting into that stance. Bro. <laughs> that stance don't do shit. You said this at the beginning of the season. And you, you said he just sit there like this. He in the stance, but he's not doing it. And then that clip literally came out of him in the stance. And, him and he just went. got blown by. Like it was the most flat-footed defense I've ever seen. It's like, like, he, it's like he watched and heard me but say that. But this will kill me. Because he just played for like, I just literally watched him play for my Lakers last year. And he wasn't defending at anything. <laughs> like the reason why he lost his minutes in the rotation is just because his shot wasn't falling. It's like if you can't defend and your shot not falling, like – you're not gonna be on the court no more. So I just don't but understand how you. D- that's why it was so funny to me. And the the point that I was making with that, it was like he looked like he looked like he was trying to buy in. But it's like <laughs> I know he's not defending. I'm not expecting him to really stop shit. But it's like, hey man, look like he at least trying. And then that clip came out where he like he's in the stands, like he's like he's trying. If, if and then Tyrese Halliburton literally just walked. If you take a picture of that though, it's like, damn, that boy's sitting down. And you don't show the video, you would think Malik, Malik Beasley, Beasley doing locked his, in. Yeah, but nah. 
just went right around. Is that's that's hilarious? But um, yeah, the Bucks are three and zero in tournament play. They remain undefeated. They stay at the top of the East Group B. Um, and the Wizards have been eliminated, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was hilarious. A game we talked about already: Rockets and Nuggets. Uh, Rockets win 105, Nuggets 86. The Rockets are 2-1. They rise to second in West Group B. The Nuggets are eliminated. Our defending champions will not be the in-season tournament champion. And that road trip yeah. really did them over. Yeah, man, they are eliminated. Uh, the Pacers and the Pistons. The Pacers, 4-0 plus 39 in tournament play, uh, were already the first team to advance to the knockout round after Tuesday win, but they just continue to get better, and the Pistons are eliminated. Man, I don't know what's going on with the Pistons. When is the last time the Pistons won a game? Have yeah, the Pistons well, well, won a game this month? No, they I, couldn't have, right? I don't think uh, the Pistons won in November. They're on like a 15-game, 16-game losing streak. There's no I way. I know they, they beat the Bulls this season. For sure. This season, but I said this That month. was like the first. Yeah, yeah. They started off 2-1. They've lost 15 games in a row. 13? 13 games in a row. I'm adding numbers and shit. Pistons fans. The last win. He said it's the, already bad. Yeah, the bro. last one was last month. And that was uh, October 28th against the Bulls. That's they actually had back-to-back. They beat Charlotte and the Bulls. So Ain't won since. So when Let's I, see if we can predict their next one. I, I, I got yeah. a schedule right here. The next game is Monday the 27th. Against Washington. Oh, man. Washington, if y'all win this game, they will go a month without getting a you win. You know what, Pete? Bro, after Washington, you know who they play? The I'm Lake, looking at it. Yeah. The Lakers. And you know uh, who would lose that game? <laughs> the Lakers. I, I hope not. So their last win was October 28th. So all they have to do, all the Wizards got to do is win Monday, and that's a month. Hey, bro. That's, that's 28 to 28. If they, if, if, they they don't, if they don't win that game, they're they not winning for a minute. They not. Because, look, they, they play not. the Knicks. They play the Cavs. They play the Pacers. They play the Sixers twice. twice. They play the Bucks. They play the Hawks. Um, Even they the play Jazz. Jazz. are a little tough. They got the Nets. These motherfuckers might not get a win until around Christmas. Like, they could beat the Jazz. Yeah. They could beat the Jazz. That's December 21st. They got a tough-ass stretch if they don't. Monty William, he, Monty Lucky, he ain't got no more hell because he probably been pulled all the way out. Did y'all see the rants from that one guy? Man, I wish I remembered his name, man. It was about the Pistons? It was about the Pistons, bro. He looked... Uh, was it like one of their broadcasters? It wasn't directly like a broadcaster for them, but this is a Detroit guy. It looks like he's into Detroit sports. He's like a Lions fan, Pistons fan. Um, it was it was it was very incredible. Okay, um, it was this guy. What is his name? I wish I could see his name. Did he have a bunch of followers? Like he's a prominent guy. His name is uh, he's a Detroit radio host, Mike Valenti. Okay, he completely shreds clown show Pistons amid twelve game losing streak. But I watched this whole thing, and this was a couple days ago. It was passionate. It was real. It was unscripted, unfiltered. Kind of like one of your Knicks rants. No, it was better than that. Oh. Because, see, the the reason why my Knicks rants can never be as, as as, as good as his is because he lives there. Okay, yeah. I always think it's different when you wake up and you feel the city. You go and get you a morning coffee, and they're talking about the fucking fact that the Pistons are on a 13-game losing streak. Then you go pump your gas, and somebody on the phone like, yeah, man, I can't believe I I fucking wasted my money going and watching that. That's never going to happen for me because I don't live in New York. So when the Knicks are winning and and the people is out on the street, 
as a Nick fan, I'm happy, but I don't feel that in my life. Like it's just energy is real. Yeah. You don't feel the energy. But like as a White Sox fan, as bad as we were, I can feel how bad as a you know, when the Bears suck and I'm driving home and I got ESPN one thousand on, it's all they talking about for seven hours. I get in the car, I drive an hour. To, to my dad's house, they talking about the Bears. I spend an hour with my dad. I get back in the car, drive an hour back home. They talking about the Bears. Um, oh, shit, I got to run a Target when I get home. Let me hop back in the car to get some, uh, some fucking tissue. They're talking about the Bears. It's like, damn, for 12 hours today, y'all talked about the Bears. Every radio show that came on, and you can feel that energy. I get the newspaper. I go out there. I see it. Boom. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, yeah, I, I just want to give him a shout out. Make sure I say his name right one more time. Um, Mike Valenti. You go ch- y'all make sure y'all check I'm that out. And he was just, what one thing that he said though, he said Monte Monte Williams looked like a man who regrets taking that money. Because he didn't want to go to a team that was they just threw that big yeah. ass bag. And it was like a money that he couldn't turn away. Yeah. So because they gave him an offer originally and he did not he declined yes. it. They had to come back. Yes. And he was like, oh, okay. They said, God, they took a script out of the Godfather. Yeah. Which is what? What? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you ain't going to know either. So, so, okay. This is something I think y'all might have heard, even though you didn't watch the movie. You gave him an offer at first. He said no. You came back with an offer he could not. Refuse. That's the Godfather. Uh-huh. We're going to give him an offer he can't refuse. Uh but that that was that was very telling because I'm 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 assuming he probably watches all Piston games. This is a dude in Detroit with a fucking Lions thing in the background ranting about that. He looks like he's a, a, he's a Detroit guy. Yeah, like hard, yeah, hard hard in hard out Detroit guy. And he was like, man, this last game, Monty Williams looked like, or over this losing streak, Monty Williams just looked like a fucking guy who regrets taking that money and realized he could have took. Six million dollars talking basketball, announcing some shit, or it's just you know what I'm saying, enjoying retirement. And he took that money, and now he got himself into some shit. And the Pistons got to look; they got to kind of feel the same way. Yeah, this is just terrible because they gave so much money for what, man? For what? And it's kind of like with coaches, regardless, you have to pay him that money, regardless. <laughs> Even yeah. if you fire him, he's still getting that hundred some mil, regardless. So like they that gotta, shit is this shit got to be sad, bro. But first of all, they already been having like, you know, it's been a rough like couple of years. It's been a rough decade. Yeah, since like them there, what was it, mid two thousands or whatever. I seen somebody post yesterday like, man, shout out to Blake Griffin and who uh who was Andre Drummond for getting this team yeah, to the playoffs against the Bucks. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just like I, one in one game off of one I know leg. it's got to hurt too because you see a lot of these younger teams and they look really fun to watch and really good. And it's just like, hey, my team on the twelve this game losing streak. This was supposed to be one. I of those thought teams. I thought they were going to be better than especially what they when are. you look at Kevin K back for a whole year potentially. Like he was, this was supposed to be the the turning point of the team where you'd be like, okay, <laughs> that, that's my biggest thing. Like I've I've been a, a fan. We've all actually been a fan of a team in a very rough time. Yeah, um, I remember my Knicks was god awful and. You know, I, I know how it is when it feel like everybody kicking y'all back in or kicking you while you down. I'm not trying to do that to Piston fans. The only thing that we're saying, and even with, with Mike Valenti and what he was saying, was that y'all are y'all seem to be past a 13, almost 15-game losing streak. 
y'all y'all seem to have overcame the part of the rebuild where you don't you go a month without getting a win. Yeah, you got Kay Cunningham, Jaden Ivy, Jalen Duran. Um, you bought into Mike. Uh, Mel- Marvin Bagley and uh, James Wiseman, Marcus Sasser you know, was a good thing? pickup. I feel like I've seen like because I, I haven't tuned in and locked in on every Pistons I game. Because why the hell would you at this point unless you're a Pistons fan? But I've seen like glimpses where I'm like, K doing his thing, mm, Killian yeah. Hayes, Marcus Sasser, do, like, but they haven't been able to make it work as into into wins. And I think that's just a problem with younger teams. You know, Bagley they only get worse. had some really good games too. They started off two and one. They had a really I still remember mm-hmm. that first game of the year where they went toe to toe with the Miami Heat and I was like, whoa, like this team is actually gonna be serious. And then they won the next two and it was like, oh okay. And they haven't had a win since. Um because they beat they beat the Bulls despite Zach 50, 50 piece. Oh yeah. That's impressive for a young team to not be, you know, to not care that he had fifty. They like, fuck it, beat us. <laughs> and they still won on their home court. It was like, oh wow, I was impressed by that. They haven't had a win since then. Since Zach's fifty game. That feeling like ages ago. And that's the part, Detroit fans, that we kind of just highlight. And I know y'all feel the same way. Y'all, y'all don't you know, I didn't think that the Pistons was gonna win a championship, but damn, I also you, didn't think Yes, at some point. At some point, like when you suck, you're supposed to like suck good. Like it's just, like that's the thing. Like it may, it may sound crazy, but you gotta. No, I think I, I see what you're saying. I think there's like uh, even if you're losing, you still want to have like, like competitive nature too. Yeah. Yeah. You still want some early. light in your. And like, what do we say on 2K? It's just how you lose. Yeah, it's like OKC. OKC. We knew they weren't competing for a championship, but we saw the potential. Mm-hmm. And like now, you see it this year, where it's like, oh, they turned the corner. Like that's that's the kind of page you was hoping to see. Last year OKC wasn't crazy good, but they had some games where you'd be like, Oh shit, OKC they hooping, like they, they got it going. Yeah. So like you would hope to see that. Let's let's talk about some teams. I I think we have some of that. Like the, the Magic. The Hornets are five and oh, nine. Oh, you talking about that's bad? Yeah, yeah. The Hornets aren't like this. And they, had, and they had some really good win. The win against the Celtics was really nice. Really good win. It's just like you don't have Pacers to be above win, 500, really but win. it's like, damn, can we get a quality win? Can we show they some got life? Such a show, slow start, though, because LaMelo got off to a slow yeah. start. And, like, he's now flipped. Like, he's turned the page. So, like, I think they got they, – I think they only going to be up. The Trailblazers, despite some of the injuries. The Trailblazers had a little stretch where I remember being like, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are the Blazers good? No, but the Blazers also ain't on a 13-game losing streak. Like, yeah. they might lose four here. They did get off to – they got off to a, – a, a, they did have a little losing streak that was a little tough. Some of the Blazers, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't it it 13, but it was. Spurs like, is yeah. – what was it, like nine, eight-game losing streak? Something like that. But at least they missing yeah. Anthony Simons and Scoot went down. Pistons, what y'all missing? Bogdanovich? <laughs> the Spurs is pretty damn bad too, though. At, oh hell yeah! Spurs is they. I feel like but they in could the be missing that they had the two wins against the Suns that were they like did. I and don't even like Derek's no point. More. I'm they just played past. against the Warriors and lost by what? Four. Yeah. They started making int- the Warriors. They they fouled for they ca- they had like five unforced turnovers. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins passing the ball to nobody. Somebody in the stands. That's that point differential keeping guys in the game because like normally. The Spurs would have probably pulled the the white flag, said they guys, the Warriors would have did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that everybody competing for that point differential, now yeah. it's like, oh, shit. Now, now this scene that came back. The Spurs are the same way, though. I, I don't think the Spurs should be on no – what are they on, 11-game losing streak, 10-game losing streak? I don't think I, I, I think I don't yeah. think that they are that bad either. They I, are on 11-game losing streak. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. 
I know they're young, but come on. You got Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, Victor Wimbiama, Zach Collins. I know you don't have a point guard, but they should not be losing 11 games. Nah, not in a row. No way. Yeah. No way. You don't hit the the jackpot lottery to get Vic and then lose 11 games with him, bro. You can't. Be, Especially when, yeah. like, you see, like, you've seen, like, them put together really good games. So, it's like, it is kind of crazy to see a team lose 11 straight after you've seen them be a competent, good team. Mm-hmm. Like, solid. So, yeah, Pacers, I mean, uh, Pistons, y'all ain't the only one. Spurs, get y'all shit together. But, yeah, all of my – check out Mike Valenti's little rant. It's probably about six minutes long. It's very, like I said, real passionate. I, you, you can't buy that type of media – fandom he's being a fan that's what you pay like as a fan of sports that is the like money can't buy you that type of passion that's the type of that's the type of passion you want to see from sports fans you you don't want to see media people who are so biased that they team just can never do no you want to see that i don't want to see i don't want to put no names out there because i respect them but i'll be seeing some bias shit um we got two more games to talk about. Then we get into the main thing of the show. Um, the Warriors beat the Spurs. The Warriors are now two and one in tournament play. They're third in Group C, behind the Timberwolves on a head-to-head tiebreaker. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. And then the Spurs are eliminated. Um, the Warriors. We feel any different? They've won some games now. Not really. They beat a team that's on an eleven game losing streak by six. Not really. I th- I think I I was looking at the Andrew Wiggins and Clay are shooting a little bit better from the field, but other than that, it's I still feel the same way. As in, like Steph Curry still has to be Steph Curry for this team to be you know at a really good place. And sometimes you just can't have, like you need you need a it takes it takes a whole like ship or it takes a whole crew to kind of win at a really high level in this league. And it's just having that one player that you had to depend on for 40, 35 points a night, you're not going to get far with that, bro. Yeah, I mean, for them, I think getting in the playoffs is one thing. But, like, it's just matchup-wise. I think there's some matchups where I think they could probably make some sneaky wins here and there. But, like, for the most part, if I'm picking a a seven-game series against a lot of teams, I'm probably picking the other team. Um, nothing against them. Yeah, I feel like in a similar way they have struggles. I feel like shooting the ball bad. That's just one thing that they're they're kind of struggling with right now. But it's just like turnovers and offensive rebounds. Because sometimes you just like they they run small at a time. It's a lot of times it's just like they're giving up offensive rebounds, and those can come back and they can hurt you. Yeah, just like how they did it. And they love to get the kick out threes from that. That shit gonna bite you right back. So it's like they they have the potential because it's just like you have the offense and go put up however many points you need. But I've seen them turn that ball over and give up a lot of like careless. Yeah, behind the back, just behind the back. I saw one to start the game yesterday where Wiggins just Steph Curry trying to advance it and he just he just went out of bounds because Wiggins is just running like this. (laughs) Saw one with Steph Curry advanced the ball to Kevon Looney up past half court like. What is Kevon Looney doing had, with the I fucking said, ball I had right saw there? one where, like, someone had outloaded the ball to Chris Paul and just hit him in the face. They just hit him in the head. Like, he's trying to see. play too damn fast. <laughs> they, beat the teams that they, they beat the teams that suck. They beat the Spurs, but then they'll lose to the Suns. They lose to the Thunder. They beat the Rockets, a young team. But then they'll lose to the Timberwolves and Cavs and Nuggets. And then they'll beat the Pistons, and they lose to the Cavs again. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I, I they, they gotta have some really convincing wins out there for me to start to really start to believe in them. And in the last game from last night, in the last game we'll talk about from uh, tournament play, the Pelicans beat the Clippers one sixteen to one hundred six. That's the first Clippers loss after they went on a little mini win streak. Uh, the Pelicans are three and one in group play with a plus thirty three. They solidify their position atop West Group B with a win, and the Clippers are eliminated from the tournament. So, um, yeah. We'll see what happens on Tuesday to round out the tournament and see how that's going to look for December as we get closer and closer to our first in-season tournament championship. Um, any other notes or anything around any teams that uh, that you that y'all got? No, I want to get into it to what what we got. So what we're about to do, uh, Kobe Bryant's uniform from his final NBA game, role game, is expected to reach five hundred thousand at auction. I wish I had 500000 to buy that motherfucker. That's it. <laughs> Before we get in there, we got one more thing that we do have to discuss. Not the most uh, not the most exciting topic or thing that everybody in the media wants to talk about, but this is our job, and we do do it. Yesterday, Shams reported that the NBA is looking into the allegations of Oklahoma City's Josh Giddy having inappropriate relationship with a minor that have emerged via social media. League spokesman Mike Bass said um, so that's pretty much self-explanatory. It, this was something that turned into, uh, social media. That, that This is something that was stemmed from social media, Yeah, which I think it's important for all of our viewers and fans to understand a lot of media people, they don't, we don't jump on things like that because it's social media. This is a serious topic. This is a serious allegation. Um, and these are serious conversations. So when you have a platform and you have a voice, it's your duty to make sure you're dealing with facts and things because these type of uh, conversations are so are so serious that you don't want to falsely speak on things in a serious manner. You may see somebody make a, all the facts. Yeah, you might see somebody make a joke or something like that. That's social media stuff. But as far as I just see a lot of people like, man, when are the media gonna say this or they ain't saying this? And ESPN ain't post this. Or, you know, we ain't seen this over there. It's just because it's a very serious thing. Social media is so unfiltered and nobody cares and there's no uh, reputation or, or, or credibility on, on hand for it or need it. But that's why. But now we officially know this is a real situation that the NBA is looking into. Do we know what happened, what's going to happen, how it happened? No, that's not our jobs. We're nobody in here as detectives. I don't know any detectives that were on Twitter. You let the people whose job that is handle it. When the information comes and we have facts, we'll be able to come on here and dissect it, and the rest of the media will as well. Yep. But the only thing to say here is the fact that Shams reported that the NBA is going to look into it. That's all we were That's pretty all much you can really say, man. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's all came from social media. So, you know, it could be speculation. I hope it's not true. But, again, it's just like – I. I really can't say anything because there hasn't been no concrete stuff that's came out, you know, and I, that's always the, the side of the fence that I play. Uh, mm -hmm. I think one thing that there's a lot of pros, but one con and negative that comes from social media is there's this rush. There's this sense of urgency to speak on shit. Uh, I even seen that with like, I remember the Megan, Megan the stallion and Tory Lane shit with the shooting and all of that. There were so many people who was in a rush to take somebody's side or to say this happened and this. And I remember telling one of my homies, like, I don't have any side. 
because I don't need one. They're going to go to court. The justice system is going to plan out. They'll, you know what I mean? They'll go to have a trial and we'll find out all the information and then we'll know. But I don't need to take up for Meg this style, you know, Tory Lanez when I don't know them personally. They, I don't I don't have to do that. I can just sit back, wait, and once the truth comes out, then I know the truth. But I never understand, you know what I'm saying? Like same thing with this. I don't know Josh Giddy. So therefore, I'm not going to defend him. But I'm also not about to crucify him until I get the fact. I don't have to rush. Yeah. Well, I can sit back, wait. They do the investigation. Once the fact come out, I can say, oh, good to know that that wasn't true. Or I can say, damn, how, how fucked up is that? And I can go on. But social media is making everybody feel like they need to have an answer and a stance directly now. We don't have to do that, y'all. We can just patiently wait for the results and speak in facts. That's the most best thing to do is to speak in facts because the last thing you want to do is speak out of your ass and then look goofy when something ain't real or something is true and now you like about it is just like okay he's having this great season and it just just popped out of nowhere yeah yeah and after that wanda franco shit i'm 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 not defending anything not that i was offending him but like these these all of these things like that's what i put on twitter when sean's tweeted this it's so real that it seemed fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that's a Meek Mill line. Like, it's oh. just so real it seemed fake. But that's how I felt. Like, this seems like a fucking skit. And, like, just something that somebody made up on social media. But here we are where Shams is really reporting that they're going to investigate it. So, that's all we really have on the Josh Giddy situation. Don't expect uh, any of us on here to be speaking seriously or acting like a detective we not finna be commenting on nobody picture, asking questions and goofy shit and doing all type of shit like that. Um, we just gonna wait for facts to unveil and when they do and it's time to speak on it with facts, we'll do that. Um, but we got a draft. We have a draft. KB, we wish you was here because now that you ain't here, it makes us our jobs a little bit easier. We yeah, got more players makes, to pick. So many players. You now. know, it's so many players. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so many players. The draft is... Under 25. under 25. Not 25 and under. Under 25. Um, KB usually the one with the wheel to decide who gets the first overall pick. Did you pull up the wheel? I did not. Let me see. Oh, you got a wheel? We're going to have our producer, producer Austin. Real quick. By the way, I want everybody at home to know Austin is wearing a hoodie that's Scarface. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Mike, you ever seen Scarface? I have. You ever seen Scarface? I've seen it like once. Yeah. I don't remember much from <laughs> have it. Have y'all... Okay, instead of saying have y'all seen it, what I'm going to say is, do y'all know the movie? No. I just know okay. it's like an Italian mob boss. No. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no. The. No. 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 But I was going to. Look at the back of that man hoodie. You think they're portraying him to be Italian? What is he? I don't know what he is. Say hello to my little friend. You think that's Italian? He's, you think he's speaking in Italian? Oh. He's Cuban. Okay. Ain't he Cuban? I, I oh. believe he at the beginning of the movie he's he, he's coming from somewhere. I believe it's Cuba. Yeah, because he talk about Castro, Fidel Castro, and all of that. Yeah, I think he's Cuban. Um, so uh, I just have a quick question. Like Italian mob boss. He's selling cocaine. He's a drug lord kingpin who's selling cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> and he ain't got nothing to do. With the mob, I don't. He's not. He's damn sure not Italian. I want to say he got him as Cuban. Uh, I'm. I'm damn near ninety nine percent sure he's Cuban, but I don't want to misspeak. But I believe he's he's Cuban. Um, who's uh Who's the second pick? 
how we sit it. Mike, me, you. So are we, I, I want to ask this. Is this like also best fit? Is it like you want to make a well-rounded team or is this just talent for talent? All, it, it always is fitting. Yeah. I who never can, understand who could build question. the Who could build the best team? Okay. Oh, not okay. that question, but I never said because I did this on Pick a Side like a month ago, I believe, or some weeks ago, and Drew was asking the same thing. Like, oh man, I thought, why would you ever just take five players and say I won? You're drafting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The fuck is basketball? You can't put five, five random players. Yeah, on I got court. five centers in. Oh man, we won. What the f- what? <laughs> Do your job. It's basketball. Who your first overall pick, Mike? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Don Luka Doncic. Yeah. For my first pick. It's so crazy. That pick is going to be, you could use that pick for like another two years probably. Like that's how, <laughs> he's going to be number one in all these 25 and under drafts for a minute. Um, With my first pick, we are going to take, we're going to take Wimby. Oh, okay. okay. We're going to take Wimby. I, th- I was surprised. I was surprised too. I, I'm taking Anthony Edwards. I did not think I did not think Anthony was gonna fall to me. I, mm-hmm. I'm I don't know why. It's I'm only... blessed to be in that position. Uh, I'm honored. Thank you, Pierre. He said he blessed. It. I thought it was a couple <laughs> options. Yeah, Anthony Edwards at three. And if you crazy. said Luca at three, I'd have been. I'll feel that way. But it's fucking Anthony Edwards. He was amazing. But Luca is the guy. It's still some guys up there. Um, I was show. hoping you would take Ant Man. I could get Luca. Uh, so I'm gonna put Anna at the two. Then I'm gonna go ahead and put Tyrese Maxey at the one. Tell him one more time. You got Tyrese Maxey at the one? Yep. And man at the two. Okay. I am going to take. He got he got a little bit of defense back then. Uh, a little bit is, is real. I'm gonna take um I'm gonna take Tyrese Halliburton. Not a bad one. We finna we finna oh yeah. I see what I'm doing here. And, okay, so. I'm gonna have to go. I need somebody who could run with with Lucas, so I'm gonna take Zion. Oh shit! Got Luca and Zion to start us off. Joe yeah. pick. Back to back. I need. Let me get. Damn, bro, damn. Because I'm thinking, do I do I pair somebody in the front court with Zion, or do I pair it in the back court? I feel like Luca by himself is a handful in that back court. So I'm gonna fill up that front court. Let me also get Evan Mobley. Oh, good pick. Uh, my next pick is gonna be Chet. Damn, what? I, I, I thought, was thinking him. No. I was like, I need a, I need an anchor on no, the back. No, no way. I Chet thought, is a really good. One. I thought for sure since P had Vic, I thought mm. Chet was about to fall to me if Mike didn't pick him. My <laughs> team. So I got a six-six point guard, and I got two seven-footers in the front court who could shoot threes and block shots. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. I thought for sure if Mike didn't grab him, he was falling to me. Uh, we we finna have fun with my team. Um, yeah, it's 24. And, oh, it's 24. under 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, so next, I'm going to go with another great front court player then. Since I got my back court, and I'm going to go Alperin Sengun. Oh yeah! Actually, no, 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 no. no he already no. picked Sengun, bro. I, that's not a bad pick, though. That's not a bad. I, no, 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 no. I, I didn't smirk at no, that. No, That's no, my no. boy. No, no, no. I, I w- it wasn't because of that. Oh. I had just saw another name when I was re-looking Same. at my list. I'm looking and at I was like, oh, shit. But I'm I'm decent still. Uh, let's go. Then I'm going to go Paulo Banquero. Good-ass pick right there. That's a really good pick. 
So I have Halliburton, Chet Wimby. I need some in between. I need some in between. Let me see. I'm sorry, fellas. You so you looking for a wing? I'm looking for a little bit of wings, but I'm also looking for like when I was making like my little, little short list or whatever. The shooting guard, <laughs> there was a bunch of shooting guards and small fours. I was yeah, like, they're plausible. Guard, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the area I think is the most. But I need I need perimeter defense as well. That's my it's biggest some, thing. Oh, defenders no, up got, here. You got Chet and Vic behind you. You decent. He just gonna let it's just gonna be a, a turnstile defense though. He just gonna let yeah. him walk to the rim. You need somebody to stay in you front of feed somebody. Him to him like they did with Rudy Gobert. No, nah, no, nah. that's how that defense collapsed. He just letting <laughs> people walk to the rim. I'm taking Franz Wagner. Oh, great. We finna, so great, we got great. two seven footers, six nine small forward, and we got a six six. That two K ass lineup. Yes, exactly. You get it. You fucking get it. <laughs> you know Jalen would love that lineup. <laughs> He's gonna be posting. Shout out to Jalen. He's gonna be drop stepping at every position. Because <laughs> um, 2K gonna let you. Hell yeah. They definitely will. With Luca and Zion, I got emo too, but I need some more defense. I'm gonna go with Jaden McDaniels. Okay. I see you. I get back to back. So I'm gonna get. Like I said, I feel like these wings and like the fours, you can find those easily. So I'm gonna also take LaMelo Ball too. Did you not have a point? Wait, what's your lineup now? It's we're doing more than five though, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I was just curious. Are doing more than five? I thought so. How many people are we doing? I thought we was doing a roster. <laughs> oh shit! I was picking for five starters. Oh, if we just doing five starters, I would have picked somebody else. But I'm like Lamelo still we'll up here. We'll do six. We'll do, we'll do six. six? Yeah, okay, we'll Lamelo be my six man there. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take Scotty Barnes then, since we're doing six. Oh. Okay. Uh. So I need and did you you said you took McDaniels right, Mike? He did. Yeah, he took. Okay, damn. Uh, damn, uh, I was I was ready for the whole roster. We can if y'all want to. Let me know. I mean, why not? Fuck it, we could do a whole roster there. Yeah, we not here. We we yeah, do we got do a lot of we do get a lot of players though. Y'all have not, I but mean, I mean for twelve, that's thirty six players. If we all do twelve, I'm not. We it's not enough. They don't have thirty six players in a pool. Yeah, I was gonna say y'all didn't. Y'all probably don't got as much. Uh, we can just do the six, honestly. Okay, uh, so at this wing position, I'm gonna go ahead and take R.J. Barrett. Mm. That's a cool pick. You got back to back though, don't you? Yeah, and then off the bench, we're gonna go ahead and have Tyler Hero. That's a good one. I was looking at him since you took Tyler Hero. Uh, let me see. I got Jalen Green. I could take. I got Keegan Murray. Uh, I'm gonna take. I got Darius Garland up here. Um, I'm gonna take Jada up. That's not bad from OKC. Mm-hmm. We gonna have a big ass lineup. I think I might run. I might run Franz at my two. We might go Halliburton. We might have. We might go Halliburton. Out of position, Franz, Franz. Jada. Wimby Chet and Scotty Barnes off the bench. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that just sounds that's just crazy. I need to get a two. It's so many options up here though. And I love the fact that Wimby like to leak out because Tyrese like to play with space. I mean pace. Dang, I could go with like a somebody that's got some like scoring potential and just like Like Jalen Green? Yeah, but it's just like, man, we got Luca. 
We got Zion. I feel like we just need Born space. The issue. We I don't think that's gonna be the issue. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Lou Dort too. So oh, for the, hell no. Bro, defensively, we finna be locking. You heard Devin Vassell. I was thinking Devin Vassell. I was thinking Devin Vassell, but I'm thinking Cam we got Thomas. Lou Dort, Jaden McDaniels, and Emo for defense. We out there locking shit up. Zion and Luca got the rest. They can just get their shots as they come. So give us a review of your team and your lineup with the six. All right, so backcourt, we got Luca. We also got Lou Dort. Lou Dort, last pick we got. He was just there for defensive purposes. He started? Yeah. Okay. Jaden McDaniels is also that's our that's our lockdown guy. Luca uh Zion is our four, paired up with Luca for the pick and roll. They the ones that's putting the ball in the cup. We got Emo down low and then Lamelo to come out the bench. So if we want to have some extra score and take Lou Dort out of there, we put Lamelo in. Dort and Jaden McDaniels sounds like they're hounding. That sounds actually kind of good. Luca don't gotta play he don't gotta sit in that chair like that all day. We gonna go with Tyrese Halliburton, Franz Wagner. Jada, Wimby, and Chet with Scotty Barnes coming off the bench. I just couldn't imagine seeing that. If I saw that lineup in real life, I think it's fake. <laughs> that should have that pissed me off because I'm like, how the fuck we supposed to get a rebound? <laughs> Especially with fucking Evan Mobley. We definitely cleaned the glass. Uh, my starting lineup will be Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Edwards, RJ Barrett, Paolo, and Shingun. And then off the bench, we got Tyler Hero. <laughs> we we like that lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, your slow footer, seven footers ain't way to keep up with that. Uh oh. Well, who? Everybody. <laughs> yeah, look back at his lip. Why the fuck is why the fuck is is Chet guarding Maxi? What makes you think he's I'ma put him on him? Oh no, but we gonna run an offense where you're gonna have to guard him. Switching, pick and roll. We're not worried. Transition. Transition. You, who I, you said was his pick and roll partner? I, I saw Shangun. I saw oh, okay. I saw Vic guard a three and a, and get a block at the same time. He was like, dude drove. Get that shit about it. He think we worried about that shit? Okay. Tyrese Maxey, dude got them wheels on him, though. Right, and check on me right there helping. Because who your power for? Paulo. Yeah. It's 23% from three. Would not would not have us not guarding the paint. There's going to be a lot of... If we're going to be like KB knows, very congested. <laughs> Good well soon, KB. Um, y'all got any more basketball things? No. Nah. I tweeted out earlier to give me some after show topics and questions. I was peeping, uh, I was peeping at it, but I didn't really like look through it all. But we can just kind of do some rapid fire ones. This one comes from the Mike Ball Burner. My guy. <laughs> Time you were most down bad. Meaning what with women or life? You can just be like because I always hear down bad with like girls. Yeah, yeah. down bad. I mean. Woman. I would say, I don't. I feel like I really don't have down bad moments. But when I feel like I was like literally in a slump, it's probably like after my first like when me and Diamond ended up breaking up. It's like that was probably my first real heartbreak. And for that, it's just like it takes some time to get over it because like every time you go somewhere, every time you go to a store, it's like me and her used to go to this store. <laughs> me and her used to listen to this song. Like it's just shit you really can't even do no more because it's like it rem- it reminds you of that person as you're trying to leave that. Yeah. Down bad moment. And we're talking about girls. It could be whatever, honestly. Um, I had two down bad moments. I'll just answer both of them. Down bad moment with girls is a time of like, and I did this to myself overthinking, but that was a time in life where I wasn't where I kind of wanted to be. And by default, 
I kind of wasn't trying to like get on girls that I liked or I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to say I was afraid, but I kind of was like not on shit the way that I would be just because I felt like ain't nobody going to want to fuck with me. I ain't even got my shit together. You know what type of <laughs> yeah. shit? I remember like telling my homie like Ontario, like, man, I, man, I'm, I'm wait till I get my shit together. Then I'm a, but like, I, I wasn't really on nothing too crazy how I typically had been in my life just because I felt like I needed to have everything in order, which is a fucking lie. Uh, and quickly when I got out of that, I realized like, oh yeah, I'm that man regardless. Yeah. I'm always that boy. And then the second part in life was, I remember when I first graduated from high school, when the school season came back around and all of my friends went to college, for some reason I felt like a fucking failure. Like, cause I wasn't going to a fucking Mizzou yeah. or DePaul. I, I understand. Or, I understand that, cause this is like, especially cause you're just still growing up. You don't really know, but it's just like you can't always just compare yourself. Facts. Like running your own race and all that type of stuff. Like that shit is real. Shit is very like, real. Like you cannot be looking at other people's timelines. Thief. Thief. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a real thing, bro. Yeah, and that that. But I'm grateful for that because I was still so young that once I kind of like. Because, okay, that happened initially. And what happened was the reason I felt so lost is because I had friends. I don't even want to say lost, but I felt like that because I had friends that went to college. Like Darney and Flag. They was at Western Illinois. But then Ontario is a year younger than me, so he still was in high school. So I'm like, damn. I'm like, I ain't at college and I ain't young enough to be in high school. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what the fuck am I doing? And I just, And then, yeah. But as soon as I got through that, like a year or so later... And then shit started to take off. I was like, oh, yeah, I am I was always good. I was, like, tweaking for no reason. Because mm-hmm. Flex shit with the music started to build a little bit of momentum. That's when he started to do the Cuba and shit like that. We sold that out. And then um, I remember I, me and my brother started living together. That's when we was going to Miami and doing shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like, uh, a silly me really sitting there being like, oh, my gosh, I'm not at Michigan State. What am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? And then, then a podcast we started doing a podcast, and then it was like, yeah, that's why you don't compare. And that's why I always tell people don't don't compare because you'll be sitting somewhere stressed for no fucking reason. Yeah. I don't think there's You know what I also be thinking about? Like, you don't know shit. Yeah, person like at Michigan gr- State going through it. And you're like, you don't, you you don't know shit. So it's just like when you assume, you just kind of cause yourself to all that type of stress. Yeah. Like, it don't matter what it is. Just kind of go into that with, like, without that just, like, prejudgment of shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like going there always optimistic and just looking for your path instead of just being like, man, that dude on Twitter said he spent two mil on his first date, man. I got to catch yeah. up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Me and me and Angie was talking about this recently. It was, it's not about like it was it's more so like on a topic of like Dates? social media, uh-huh. like how it's not real. And like how it's like I was like when I was we was talking about like posting each other on social media and shit. And I was like, wouldn't you say posting someone on social media is like a false form of security? Cause like, it essentially doesn't really mean. I don't anything. think so. Like I don't. I, if if I was your significant other and I was saying that like, could you post me and I'm asking for that? I think that is a little bit of it. But like for me, I don't post. Like it, I don't post yeah. anything. Yeah. And so it's just like. So do you would agree that it is a false form of security? Um, Cause like it doesn't really secure your relationship more. No. By posting. No. No. I, no. I wouldn't say that. I, I'm saying I'm saying no to like I'm saying no to both. Okay. Is it a false sense? No. But because I post a motherfucker doesn't mean it's a, you're secure. No as well. Yeah. That's why everything shouldn't be forced. 
Yeah. Like if you if your significant if my significant other want to post me, hey, knock yeah, that's out. that's the that's yeah. the whole point. Is if my like, significant other don't want to post me, hey, knock yourself out. <laughs> it, it, it shouldn't be now. I I'm agreeing with what he's saying. If it's like weirdly, if 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 my significant other is weird about it, I'm gonna be weirded out because I'm gonna yeah. be like you you doing too much. Mm-hmm. You're emphasizing me posting you too much. You yeah. emphasizing me not posting you too much. It got to be genuine. Yeah. Yeah. If when it's, it's genuine, not genuine, it, everything is in question. That goes beyond uh, significant other. If you overly, I do something hot, and now you overly like, hey, send me that picture me and Flex took seven years ago. Uh, <laughs> you know the one. You know the one. I'm finna post it. Oh, uh, Derek, you never was asking me for that picture. <laughs> Hold up now. You know what I'm saying? Or if yeah. somebody's like, hey, um, tell Derek to follow me. You never was asking Derek to fight when we first started the podcast. Now that we, you know, doing our thing on tour, you asking for me to tell him that mm-hmm. that don't feel genuine. Slow down, homie. And so it's like that's be my thing. Anything if if it ain't genuine, everything comes into question. Yeah, yeah. social media is not real though. No. That's that's my big thing about like it would be just weird to me if you're like post me on social media because like to me social media is such a it's like you said it's not a real place at all, bro. Mm-hmm. It's not a real place. And I, I feel like a lot of people, for the most part, there's genuineness in a lot of things that people post. But it's like, it's so much intent to what people post. Yeah. You know, it's just like a statement or whatever. And it's just like, honestly, I don't really care. Yeah. You know like what a, I'm saying? A dude could be posting his girl and shit and still be dogging him. Dogging her. <laughs> a dude cannot be posting a dogging her. Yeah. So that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it yeah. just it just kind of is just like a you have to know your relationship. You know mm-hmm. who you date. Because if you're going off of social media... You you can end up in the same location with different things. He's posting you, cheating on you. He's not posting you, cheating on you. Two different routes took you to the same destination. <laughs> so you can't put too much stock in any of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It don't really matter. It matter in the real life. Yeah. Do you know who you're dating? Do you know where they come from? And that's the part where I can't really wrap my mind around it. People want different, different res- another rap line. People want different results, but do the same shit. Fabulous. Okay. I was saying AP. I was thinking about that literally as I was driving here, and it had to deal with our pro am team. Talk to me. I don't even want to get into it no, like that because KB not here, yeah. but he's I, not a problem. A pro- he's not a problem. Though, I, so. I think we have to change, bro. We can't be a man no more. We got to be zone. The be best zone. teams run zone. But this is my thing. I'm with you on that. Two things. We don't have the personnel to run zone. Kai. You cannot, and this I shit blows me. Because, <laughs> like, in a zone, obviously, you can't be glued to your man. Can't if they have fucking him. Steph Curry out there, dude, it's 10 for 10 for 3, okay, play up on him. You have to kind of live with somebody having some breathing space of three. You can't be, if some dude in the corner, you can't be denying him. If you look at the other teams, they're playing too. You know what I'm saying? So that's why every time he plays a ball and it looks open, it's not open. We don't I, have that. I legitimately, is, here, here's a couple things. When you talk to me about playing two on two K, yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying this just to say it. Mm-hmm. There's two people who I don't think can be fucked with when it comes to playing two people. Who are those two people you think I'm saying there? You mean when you talk about playing two people on two oh, K like, with the stick, they know how to guard two people. Being oh, I don't know. This dude named Michael Hurd and okay. this dude named Pierre Andreessen. So if me if Mike is the big, he's never going to be in a position to guard too. Yeah. If I'm the big, I'm not in a position to guard. So that tells me that me and Mike may have to be 
two guards or two wings so we can be in a place on his own. Yeah, Kyron can't be that Kyron. because he don't know how to he play don't. two. He don't he know don't. how to play two when I'm playing against him. He don't know how to play two when we're playing my team with all of the badges uh, on pro am as just controlling him. So we have to make our builds around what the strength is. Playing a passing, so that tells me me and you should make two guys who at the least have goal interceptor. So I have a do. I have a do with Hall of Fame interceptor, and then, um, but then, but, that, th- but then Kyron can't play up top. That's what I'm saying. If we can never play zone because all five guys on the floor have to be in sync. Yeah. So and KB it's just would be good at big. Yeah. Me and you will be good on either wing or up top, but somebody's gonna have to play. Or maybe we do that. Maybe you make a guard or a wing. I got I got two guards that have like And then I'll be really a guard or whatever you're not. So one of us is at every level. KB is a center, he's playing back line. I'm either on a wing or up top, and you're wherever you're not, I'm at. So we can't be me and you can't do the same thing. You can't be a uh, we can't be backcourt mates. I gotta talk with the Ky- I gotta talk to Kyron, bro, because every two K he has a dude that's not a below, he's not an above average defender, rebounder, or playmaker at all. And he, he can shoot the ball and he gonna try to dunk. Yeah. That's about it. That's my other thing with Kyron is like for us to play so much. And I think Kyron's a really good player, and I think his build is really good. If he wants to keep that build and not change it, I'm I'm fine with that. It's just that, like, there's no growth in his game and mindset. He passes the ball too late. He sees things too late. He has this this thing where, like, he has a something that he's going to do every time he touches the ball. He's either going to shoot or try to get the dunk. And it, it's so repetitive. And, like, it's not – it's a video game. <laughs> so, it's like it's not going to work every time, brother. You got to do some different shit. And then yesterday, I ain't really want to go too far into him because he don't play the game all the time. But Tyler made a build that I just don't understand. When you think about playing with your homies on Pro-Am, what does that build do for you when you think about us playing? When I make a new build, I'm like, okay, Mike brought that, he brought that. Let me make a build that fit that. I I just don't understand what his He said he had made that build because he he said the jump shooter was inconsistent, so he made a slasher. slasher. That's fine, though, if you want to be a slasher. But his slasher don't rebound that well. He don't pass. He has a 73 pass. He can't pass. His his build has a 73. That might as well. You might as well just put that. That's what I'm saying. You could have just, if the shooting is consistent, take, don't put nothing in it. Just be a horrible shooter, and you can slash crazy, rebound. But, like, we played, and we couldn't rebound. He knows we couldn't rebound. It was just Mike out there, so we couldn't rebound. Yeah. So why would you then make a 6'8", six, 6'9", six, motherfucker, who can't rebound? <laughs> At the least, you got to say, okay, I'm a slasher, but I can rebound. It's he, like he's talking about. I put the rebounding up to 55, 45. Like you don't even get shit for putting what? it up to that. But bro, that's hilarious. We don't even. I don't know. That was a tangent about the two K. I had just peeped this comment from our, our our homie Reese. This shit seemed a little specific, but he said, "Rather, would you rather your girl cheat on you with a one night stand, or with someone she has feelings for?" It's the same shit. Cheating is cheating. It's the same shit to me. A female. Again, there's exceptions and there's anomalies to everything. But historically, and I'm going off of my personal things that I know and have experienced with, whether it's directly with me or not directly with me, there's no, I don't want to say there's no such thing as a female, but females do shit off they off liking. Men, a man can have a real legitimate one night stand where he does it what he did and he don't even, it's just whatever, go on in the wind. 
a woman is gonna think about that one night stand. She might, you know, what I mean, it's, no, there's I some get, emotional I, I tie think, to it. Like you said, there's always exceptions to everything because it's just not like a hundred percent. But yeah, for the most part, girls do have like more emotional or like there's more emotion when it comes to like sexual yeah. things. There's like some type of attachment. attachment. So I it might have been a one, one night stand, and if you were if, at a, as a man, if you want to tell, if you want to feel good about yourself and sleep at night, like oh, this is a one night stand. She'll never see him again. All right. There was something <laughs> emotional in her DNA that made her have that one night stand. I don't make the rules, by the way. This is not, again, exceptions to everything. I know we in a time where women are liking to compare themselves to dudes. I could do what men do. I, don't, I didn't create us. I'm not God or whatever you believe in. Men and women are different. We're different people. We think different, emotionally different. Women are smarter than us. We're stronger. Communicate better than us. Communicate like they're. We're just different. So those are one of the things. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but like men, it's not that it's okay. Men can do shit and not be attached. That's actually not okay at all. That's why it's a lot of men out here that have seven kids with five different people and they not being present fathers because they can just go make a baby and not have to deal with nothing for nine months or for eighteen years. That's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, um, yeah. What, which is worse, though? Um, I would say, bro, I, could, I would say the other one, not the cheat, not the one night stand one. But what was the other option? One night stand, or she has feelings for him. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and just say, I can't do either or. I can't that do shit. either because you can't. I'm not picking that between was, that shit. There was feelings, and anytime you have sex, mm-hmm. and I know we have the younger fans, I'm, but like anytime you have any type of thing, there is feelings with that. I don't care what you say. All right, I'm good with you. Like either or, it's over. Especially, you know what I'm saying? I'm not bouncing back from that shit. I hate sound like this, man. Holy shit! But, but again, when you, it's not that it's different. I mean, it's not that they're both wrong. Because a man, you can make a baby, but a woman having to go through all the hell they go through when they have a baby. If you're willing to. Chance that with somebody that's that's enough for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you do, even if it's a one night stand, you you potentially could have carried that one somebody. night. Yeah, you, it could have been fertilized. So something <laughs> about that person said you he was willing to take that chance on. So I'm with Mike. Uh, there is some emotional attachment. But now I would I would love to ask a woman that a woman is obviously gonna say a one night stand. Though no woman wants a man to have no feelings for that. You know what I'm saying? If I ask Angie that about you, Derek. She's gonna say a one night stand. One night stand while you well, no woman want no woman wants to be in like no competition. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. But bro. if you really have feelings with somebody, yeah, that would be a whole different thing. So I guess to answer the question, anybody in their right mind would probably want the one night stand mm-hmm. because feelings for somebody means that they think about it, them. No, but look, if it was a one night stand though, I feel like you're more likely to do that shit again like have another one night stand because it's just like how did that happen you was out at the club you was drinking or some shit and it just happened like that that that's a good point that's why it's like i I, neither because a one night stand is just so like you don't catch it it's so inexcusable what the fuck you mean at a one night stand that's not that's not like i don't understand what that means she didn't take time like it's like you worked like there was like conversations and Talking and planning, like, and then especially as a man, Reese yeah. acts that is he's a man, right? Reese acts that, so that means he's referring to a woman doing. Yeah, that means somebody ran game on your girl, was <laughs> able to pry and convince her to come back to where he was, or for her to allow him to come back to where she was. Not only did that, 
but then convince her to take her clothes off. That means he just running a game. <laughs> uh, yeah, that might be worse. He had a three hour stretch where he just ran. At least if she got feelings for the other dude. At least it you know she liked the nigga. Maybe, maybe I'm not doing it right. Maybe I'm treating her wrong and uh, she had to go somewhere else. But I just had the one night stand. Yeah, I'd rather you have feelings for somebody. That means that it was a it, it, it was a it was a it took some time. Yeah, you put that in the cooker. It was over months. Conversation. I don't want no man to come around my girl for two hours and run Steve Nash <laughs> pick and roll game on her. Right. To convince her to talk to him, flirt with him, and then act on the flirt to go back to her place or to his place. This is a fucking stranger. <laughs> his game was so good, you let a stranger lead you that to their place or back I better to be place. pulling up and he better be pulling off in like a Mercedes Benz or he better have a nasty <laughs> never take ever. candy from strangers that when that was te- taught to you when you fucking four this person this dude game was so fucking good that yo four year old age fucking thinking went out the window some shit that you was talking for you never take candy from strangers that shit went out of the window as a grown ass woman that mean that dude game he sauced up your he rizzed up your woman <laughs> so yeah, half I'd rather you have feelings, Reese. One night stand. Motherfucker, you don't you've been with your girl for five years and this dude been around for two hours and get the same thing you get. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Nah. And she made you wait for it at first. Damn. <laughs> oh, oh hell yeah. Uh next question comes from Manny. <laughs> That'd be crazy if yeah. she made you wait months. But then you find out she, she just getting that shit in the fucking thirty minutes. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Don't even take that a is movie. worse. That is worse. I'll punch a hole in the wall. That is worse. A hole in the wall. <laughs> that should have make me mad. In the wall. Shit might in be somebody wall. chest. I'm, I would do some shit. I can't even stay on this podcast <laughs> joking. <laughs> what did what they say? Did he the kid cut car? That blew that motherfucker up. <laughs> he, he blew it up. He blew it up. <laughs> Yeah, that's some shit you see in the like, Mike. Uh, you put that you you put that thing under that car. <laughs> okay, let's get back to pro am. Now just Jay play. Cole ain't been in the car since. He been riding that bike. <laughs> Jay Cole been on the bike. <laughs> it's all jokes, y'all. It's all jokes. It's all jokes. Uh, next question comes from Manny. He says, "What's a hobby you would want to pick up in the next year? Well, this year? Well, no, it'd be next year. Next year, none. I don't. I don't do hobbies." I take interests and passions and I find a way to monetize okay. the work. So imagine, I don't have no Imagine you woke up uh-huh. and you, you can trail. Because you know, Contrail, every couple months he got a different hobby. Oh, my fucking yeah, God. He ain't been pick. like that, though, because he has a daughter now. So yeah. it, ain't, it ain't as bad. But I remember them early days. He vinyl collecting. Thrifting. Thrifting. And <laughs> he talking about, yeah, I just got this lizard. <laughs> uh, what's Golf a new hobby? Probably be a decent one. That's a great fucking answer. What he said. Yeah. Cause I guess that would be a, a, a hobby, yeah. but like I feel like I'm the type of person, but that would turn into some shit that's a little bit more than a hobby. Like you would start like I want to be so good at it. Yeah. yeah, a hobby. Like I want I was gonna say working out, but I wouldn't want that to be a hobby. That would be like a lifestyle change. I want like some type of musical instrument, preferably Whoa. like a guitar. Whoa! Or you like, go back to the trumpet. Oh, he's. No. I would want like. I would want trying to rear somebody girl up an hour with the guitar. <laughs> no, I feel like being Let able to play a guitar man. or right. piano <laughs> is just a raw ass type of like skill. No, I've always been intrigued by guitars. Like the ability to play a guitar just looks, that's like it's, it looks so appealing. Those are art are artistic people. Like my uncle, mm-hmm. he he he's left handed. He can draw. He cuts hair, and he can play. 
like six different instruments like off ear and one of them is a guitar so i'm like people like left-handed gifted people just pick up guitars and just let me play this song and it's like what the fuck like that's why I always stay away from <laughs> shit like that because I'm like I'm not left-handed. I can't draw. This motherfucker right, and it's all like even and on top of each other perfectly. And I feel person. like lefties have the worst because like, well, you know, me, like I'm not the only one, but like especially with sweaty hands, like because you're dragging your it's hand your, across it. Yeah. yeah, he. I remember he was in jail for like some parking tickets or some shit when I was oh, younger, shit. or some dumb shit like that. Um, and Dwayne Wade and Shaq won a championship. He was in jail, so all he had was a pen, and he mailed me a picture like a fully. Like, this is a portrait. This is mm-hmm. not like a... And it was Dwayne Wade holding the finals MVP. Oh, shit. Like, he can draw like that. Like... That type of artistic ability always been impressive. Always, bro. Like, it's like... You're able to envision something and then just draw it. That nigga drew with a pen. Yeah. It's one thing... You know, a some pencil, you can erase. erase. Nah, that nigga did it with a black ink pen. I'm just like, whoa. That's somewhere in my mom's house. I got, I got to find that. Um... Oh, I just missed his name. His name is Jalen. Not the Jalen we know, but a different okay. one. Uh, We're going to add a little bit to this. Worst and best Christmas gift you ever received. Uh, worst was probably one year my mom bought me a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, first of all, how old was you? I was like in high school. <laughs> I did. did it come with that purple tie? Oh, you I had that remember. way before. I don't remember. Holy but shit, like, a suit is top tier. I didn't want a suit. She bought that strictly for herself. Like, she bought it because she wanted me to have a suit. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I already had suits. She's going to make you get a yeah. fucking suit for I Christmas. already had suits, though, because we was going to church and everything. But she wanted me to have a new one, so she bought it for me as a Christmas gift. And I that was shit like, would piss me you off, You wasted bro. one of my gifts on this? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. Uh, but the best, um, probably receiving SmackDown vs. Raw 2007. Uh, as a kid, the video games that, on the, Christmas, the, the video games hit different. Yeah, or getting a new PlayStation. Hmm. Like my, that. my worst one is like I thought I was getting a video game, but my mom had uh, my mom had put fucking Training Day as a Christmas oh. gift, and I, you know, if you look at like the out the the shape of the present, it looks like it's a game. Yeah. Shit happened to be Training Day when I opened it up, and I was you so want to go to jail? You want to go home? <laughs> but the uh-huh. best on the other side is when I had got my GameCube, bro. Like. I don't know why, but I got the GameCube and I got Super Mario Baseball. I was on that all night, bro. And I had to be like, I don't know, probably like eight, nine years old. But that shit had to be the funnest thing. I've said it before. Similar to him, my mom got me a computer for my birthday one time. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, not my birthday, for Christmas. And um, because she got me a computer, she also got a printer. <laughs> I thought the printer was a PlayStation 3. Oh, so that by default made it the worst because my expectation was so like him. He thought that was a game and it was a fucking movie. It's not that it's a bad gift, but it's just like your mind is on this. So y'all ever y'all ever like sneaked and looked at what y'all was getting? Mm-hmm. I did that shit all the I did time. That shit one time, and I was I was so happy that I kept looking at it, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need to stop because she gonna come and catch me, and I'm not gonna get it. It was this was years ago. LeBron James just got to the NBA. He might have been in his sophomore year. Mm. And my mama got me the fucking LeBron jersey. <laughs> oh my fucking gosh. I looked in that bitch. I saw the LeBron. I almost cried. You ever seen that little boy eating that burger and the tears coming down his face? The me, mm. bro. But I was so geek that periodically I just keep going to look at it like, hey, bro, hey. So my cousin, he loves like, he's the one that could draw. He loves like Marvel and Spider-Man, all that type of shit. 
And it took me back a little bit yesterday when I was at, uh, or it was just Thursday when I was at my parents' house. And there was, and my cousin, because he's talking about coming over, I was telling him, like, I have Spider-Man too because he, he wants to play the game. He's like, yeah. He's like, mom said I got to wait till Christmas. And I'm like, damn, bro. I remember back when I was a shorty, you had to wait for Christmas to get to a get game. Get 2K. Yeah. And 2K, you see 2K been out for some months now. I was like, so we damn. We about to get a bunch of, a wave of noobs. Yeah. Yeah. But my dad, my dad was always good on trying to make sure the motherfucker ain't had to. He like, he, he like a let's get on a day and come out. But my mom is definitely like a yeah, get it on Christmas. Luckily, my dad was also like he's into like computers and gaming and that type shit. So like back in the day when you can go to GameStop and they'd had like the big ads list of like the games coming out and you could try to reserve it or put the five dollars down. I was always on top of that type of shit. The best gift I ever got probably was when I actually did get my PlayStation Three. Um, yeah. I had got a PlayStation 3. I was so fucking what happy. What name did you get with it? 2K. 2K. The one with Michael Jordan on it. What was that 2K? He had like a stretch, didn't he? It was on like a couple, but that I think was it was 2K, 2K 11 or 12. Yeah, that had to be like 2K 11 or 12. Um, I was so happy because I think my mama was like, man, your grades ain't right. <laughs> or some shit. And I'm like, oh, here we go with this shit again. And I'm like, fuck it. All right, whatever I get, I get. But I opened that bitch and I saw it. I'm whoo-wee. Doing a stanky leg of that motherfucker. I, you never seen me hook up a game so fast. Oh, was that a PlayStation 4? That might have been a PlayStation 4. I'm sorry, not PS3. That might have been a PlayStation 4. Because, yeah, you know what? I had a fucking, what, PlayStation 2? <laughs> yeah, I had, it was a PlayStation 4. It, had, it <laughs> damn sure was a PlayStation 4. I think. Um, what else we got? I'm liking these. These this are some one, good questions. This one is from a dude named Your Favorite Zookeeper. And I'm asking, I know him. I know that name. I'm asking this mostly for D Mills. He says, favorite favorite animal to see at the zoo. As a zookeeper, I love hearing about people's favorites. Polar bear uh, for me. For me, it'd be elephants. Or no, elephants or rhinos. Mm-hmm. Just because of the big horns. They're so huge. And they only eat What grass. zoo do you be going to? Um, Brookfield. Me too. Brookfield, me yeah. too. You should, I know you went to San Diego, but if you go back, go to yeah, San Diego Zoo. Yeah, we, so wa- nice. we wanted to go the first time. It was just so much to do. I was like, fuck it. It's so nice, bro. But, uh. I love to see a polar bear because it's just like, what the fuck is a polar bear doing right here? Yeah. And it's like, I, I'll, I'll go to the zoo in like the summer. So it's summertime Chicago. What the fuck is a polar bear doing? It's right probably here? the most uncomfortable weather for that polar you bear, too. Me? It's yeah. just kind of this odd to see. I just, I don't, you, you're right. That That's actually fucked up. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I just feel like a, a polar bear shouldn't be right here in my face. Whenever I see polar bears, mm-hmm. it's like fucking Antarctica or Alaska yeah. or some shit. But it's like to see one right here in front of me and I'm not on like a snow island with a coat on, it just feels weird. So I like I like to see polar bears. Polar bears are the only bears that will actively hunt humans. What show up? Maybe I should stop fucking with them. What show <laughs> least favorite? Least favorite. Um, that's interesting. I'd I say even... snakes. Snakes. I actually enjoy. Snakes. I I think I actually... they're interesting to look at, but snakes just like weird me out. I do not like it. it maybe it ain't the animal, but maybe it's the environment at Brookfield. When you go into like the the monkey exhibit, it's so open and it's. I above was exactly you. Oh, gonna yeah. say that. I was gonna say I like the monkeys because that's kind of like part of the reason. Because everything like you walk in there and it's the same feeling. It's like this shit shouldn't be open, it's but like they're just jungle. in there. Yeah, yeah. If you feel Isn't like, it that like, feel like how the bats are too? I'll say that again. Don't so they bat, have yeah, bats? They, yeah, there are like the bats, bats is kind of open. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, I don't like yeah. I don't like shit where I feel like I gotta be looking up and doing. Nah, hell no. Nah. Polar bear, the bird enclosures too. Like some of the birds, they just fly free. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, polar bear, lions, elephants, giraffe. They asses over there. I get to look at them. Hey, how you doing? All of this uh, behind me. And sh- nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm super good. The last time I went to the zoo, the giraffes were having sex. Oh, wow. So you got a free tape. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you know how wild this shit is? <laughs> That's what Dude, was the, that was Brickfield? Uh, actually, I don't think it was. Uh, it wasn't Brookfield because I think this is when I went with like my my family and they yeah. had like some type of animal rides too there. So it was Lincoln. No, it might have been. It might have been like more of a festival. I don't know if it was a zoo, have but last time I seen giraffes. Have y'all seen those viral videos where like a woman is somewhere, and this is like multiple. It's not a specific like one. somebody or something falls in the, into the no, not enclosure. even that. Um, but like it's always elephants with like or a monkey where like a woman is taking pictures on the and they island. Take the phone. No, not take the phone. I've seen that too. That's crazy. But it's like he caressing her. He grabbing oh, her butt. He yeah. grabbing her boob. Like if if he was grabbing her arms and mistakenly it's one, but he's intentionally grabbing breasts. <laughs> like yeah, I seen those before. I'd be like, bro, if you don't t- stop touching my girl. <laughs> but it's I'm like, bro, this is crazy. They like literally yeah. grabbing butt and breast, butt and breast, butt and breast. They not grabbing ankle. They, they it's like it's weird that they, they know. know what it is. Yeah, they know exactly what they want to grab and touch. When that shit, when they grabbing them phones, is crazy. They grab the phone for some food. Yeah, and you got to bring them back something they want. That shit is crazy, bro. I'll be I'll be looking at that, but. How the fuck did people just let someone just walk up to them and snatch their phone at them? They strong though. They are, but like you're strong too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But you so you probably so caught off guard that it's like what the fuck. I've seen those. If I'm and ever, it's hard to yeah. re- when you're trying to like record and do it. Nobody rec- recording like this. <laughs> it's all you're. You're always recording a vulnerable state. Yeah, where somebody can just. What else we got? I'm liking these. Uh, this one is kind of out there. This is from my guy Ray the Plug. I know y'all know who Shout that out is. To Ray the Plug. He says, "If y'all could do a podcast in the ocean or in the jungle for a million dollars, which one would you choose?" The jungle. You got me fucked up with the ocean. I can escape in the jungle. I can fight in the jungle. I can't uh, do nothing in the ocean. Once you, you can't one, swim. Once I. Yeah, but I don't think I can swim in the. You're not swimming ocean. in the fucking ocean, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? It's actually probably easier because the salt. The salt water, but you know how buoyant. first of all. How far are you gonna have to? How far oh, are you yeah, gonna have to swim? True. How far? How fast? I can swim, but I ain't never had. And to also, swim the thing with the ocean too, against yeah. a shark or a current or whatever. The thing with the ocean too is just like you can't go under and look at what's coming there. Like you just yeah. don't know. Maybe at that, yeah, all. that's that's the other part. It's like it, my anxiety. Even if I can swim, I, I can swim. But even if I could swim to sustain myself in the ocean, my anxiety of knowing that I'm in the ocean will fuck mm-hmm. me up. Because like he said, he says we a, have all the necessities. So say. We see they're like we got to do this shit in a submarine in the ocean, or we got to do this shit. I don't know. I guess at the fucking table in the jungle. I'm gonna do it in the jungle. In the jungle. I hate the bugs of the jungle. This shit gonna be hot. It's gonna, it's be, gonna like, be a lot of noise. You gonna just be hearing shit constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Big ass tarantula crawling. Oh yeah. No. But what you think? That, but that's why. <laughs> but at least if we're in the ocean, we're in the sub. We're at least like secured, though. It's just we have to deal with. I just seen them motherfuckers try to go down and and do some shit in the submarine. I'm a fan. We back. ain't going that damn far. I'm a fan. Come back. I'm good, man. I seen Titanic. And then what time are we doing it? Because you know, once it get dark, the ocean, the ocean is is boy pitch black Same with the jungle though. Yeah, pitch black. True. ain't no street lights out. That's there. true. I'd rather use, my phone lighter do more in the jungle than it would do in the ocean. It's I a, seen a vi- it was a video of a man saying, "Hey, y'all watch Titanic? The movie does it more justice because it's a movie. 
But in reality, like, you literally can't see anything. Yeah, they show he went to the ocean. Like this is the ocean off the boat. I'm holding two phones. This is this is the light. You don't get nothing. It's pitch black out here. Uh, I'm looking at this one. KB Tom, let me know when y'all done filming. Nope, you should have came. Brian Baker says greatest personal basketball achievement, career high in points, rebounds, assists, etc. I don't. Know. I had 28 points. I don't know how many rebounds. I just I've know had I had 22 points. I don't know how many assists. I feel like. I think you had to be a bum ass motherfucker to know all of those career highs. <laughs> you had to be taking out the fucking uh, stat sheet home or some shit. Uh, you just, I think mine was like seventeen or eighteen points. I ain't never reached it. The I think we won conference our sophomore year. Like that's probably like the highest achievement that I've. What is it, bro? Wasn't our sophomore team pretty damn good for yeah. South? So? Yeah, we won conference. Yeah, we, had to be good. we had a nice team, bro. <laughs> I wish we could have got some more time, but. We was doing our thing. We was deep. Politics as usual. Let's get like th- three or four more. <clears throat> uh, let me look. They actually kind of getting a little dry. We 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 hitting the two hour mark. So any Thanksgiving fam drama? No. Y'all don't any, be getting that. Any Thanksgiving fam drama? I, I don't be having that. no family drama because my family really don't get together in terms of like my like aunts and all. Family, like yeah. yeah, it's usually just my Same. family there. My family kind of small, so I had like. Three of my uncles came. Um, that was about it. So, yeah, it ain't like a 25-person Thanksgiving thing. It was more like 11. You well, know what? Danaeus is at my crib for Thanksgiving. He was? And when my uncle be hanging out. Um, I ain't seen him in a minute. And uh, he always, I, I should have known, because he always at the barbershop or whatever. So I'll be seeing him all the time. But, yeah, when he when my uncle came through. And my cousin, he brought my younger cousin, and then it was a name. I'm like, oh, what up, boy? Should have known you was going to be, because my uncle always uh, coming with somebody. Mm-hmm. Pause. Oh, wow. What are y'all pet peeves in public? Sneezing or coughing without covering your mouth? Staring. The fuck staring? are you looking at? <laughs> looking is one thing, but, like, staring, it's kind of like, because it's like, I don't know what you're staring at me. You, 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 we, we got a problem. I know you from somewhere. You're a fan. Uh, you're racist. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend is white and I'm black. Why are you staring at us? 77 <laughs> year old man. I'm it's 2024. Feel like most couples exist, bro. Most of my peeves come from like driving. It's just like, I, first of all, I hate when the light just turns green. And someone honks. And somebody's honking like I'm supposed to be already fucking past the light. It's like, it literally just relax, buddy. Second thing is just like, I hate. When somebody's riding your ass, bro, it don't make me go faster at all. Yeah, like you're not. If I get into this crash, you're not gonna pay. You're not gonna pay for shit. Yeah. So go hey, ahead. That's 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 wisdom. All our young viewers who are gonna be starting drive whatever, never feel pressure to drive in a way you don't want to drive because of how everybody else is driving around you. That's one thing that I will never do. I'm never speeding up because everybody else is going fast. I'm never going slow because everybody else. I'm doing my own shit. If y'all in the 35 and I want to do 40 and y'all want to do 35, I'm going to do my 40. Don't let other people dictate how you drive. And that was the best advice I ever got as a driver. Because mm-hmm. that's I see that all the time. Motherfucker barely can drive, and then but they make it. Bro, I was, this was a couple of days, this is like maybe a week ago. I was with Elena and we was like, kind of like in, I guess, Naperville area. And we have like, uh, we were behind this car and the car wasn't moving at all. And the light was just green. And, like, the people in front of us, they started just going around the car or whatever. And then we finally pull up kind of next to it. And dude is just fucking slumped in his car. Oh, like, man. at the intersection. Didn't have his brake lights on or anything. 
And so we seen that shit happen. And Lena started like low key freaking out or whatever. Cause she's like, what should we do? I was like, that shit don't really got shit to do with us. So she get called the damn police, bro. She was telling about the, like what happened and everything. And I heard her talking and I guess the police, uh, the police asked her like, what's your name? And she's like, uh, and she just hung up the phone. I was like, why the fuck did you do that? And she's like, because I don't want them to, I don't want to get in trouble. Cause she's weren't we supposed to stop and like help him? And nah, I'm like, no, she's a snitch. What you mean? She I, was, I was just fucking. I was just fucking. But yeah, the lady's like, yeah, we're getting a bunch of calls about the same instant, like the same uh, incident, or whatever. And she had asked for a name. She hung out. I was like, bro, you're not gonna get in trouble because they like we're not supposed to get out our car and help that motherfucker right what the fuck there. Fuck y'all obligation to him for. That's what I'm saying. And then she's talking about what if they come and pick me up or whatever. I'm like, Jadie, I'm like, you. But they got her phone number already. It's, I. It's, it's easy. Elena from the suburbs. Um, I guess because all she it. had to say was Samantha. They have, What's know. your name, Samantha? Samantha Miller, very common name too. Samantha Miller, that um, shit used to f- maybe not the last name, just the first. Happy. We really used to be kids, and like our fake names would be somebody else that we know. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, Aaron? What's his name, Aaron? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, that's probably my biggest pet peeve. It's just staring. Cause like, you gonna look at people, people gonna look at you, but staring is just different. Like, what the fuck are you looking at? And it's always old people. <laughs> yeah, it's always old people. Oh, I, I, this gonna sound very rude. This is another pet peeve. This gonna sound so rude. I hate when I'm in like a Target or something like that, and I hate a, I hate a whining ass kid, and I hate a bad ass kid. If you cannot control your kid, bro, you. You don't just stay your ass in the house. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a kid crying. I notice I didn't say crying. I said whining, which is not crying. It's just being annoying. That happened yesterday when I was at Target. Kid, yeah, he big as hell. Like, bro, get, get, get bro, him. Nah, what is yeah. he doing? He's not even crying. Yeah. That's that's a, the most annoying. That's all. All whining is is like trying to annoy some uh, your parent until you get what you want. You're yeah. not. They they strike crying with no tears. Yeah. So you're just basically. Yeah, I want this book. I want the book. I want the book. I'm like, oh my gosh, can you get in to stop? <laughs> my cousin, my cousin and sister, they they like. Excel at that type of shit bro. Oh man And like I feel like I used to do it When I was a kid But looking at it Like a kid do it now And like I'm an adult First of all like You know You know like Being a parent is not easy at all At like, all Any stretch of the means At all So it's just like I be wanting to say like Bro give my mom a damn break yes, Like stop bro. begging And yes, all that type bro. of shit It's just like No I want to do this now I want to go to the store I want the toy It's just like bro That shit is not How you gonna get shit Like you gonna get stuff but that's not how you get stuff. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. That that be my most important thing is like you do it's ironic that you're doing that to get what you want because the irony is you're getting you're you're so far from getting what you want by doing yeah. that. So it's like it's just it's kind of yeah. not smart. If you behave and you're a good kid, you get anything you want. That shit oh, you damn sure ain't getting it. Not with me. Mm-hmm. Not with me. Then you just reward the behavior, not anything. If yeah. they keep doing it, they're going to get what they want. And I just seen something on Instagram where a dude was like, the best parenting is when you when you, when you you threaten your kids, go through with the threat. If you do this, I'm taking your iPad away. They do it, take it away. But when you give in, you set them with a low standard, he was saying. I'm like, yeah. that's actually, I agree with that. Because then you, now you look like a pushover a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And they're used to having that. Like, no, nah, don't do that. 
I'm looking through the rest of these questions. They kind of ass. Okay. So yeah, we good to go. I got. What time is it? I got a haircut two, appointment. We hit two hours with a three man weave. That's all we wanted to do. We will see y'all on Tuesday. Hope everybody have uh, a, a safe uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Black Friday shopping. Uh, KB get well. We out. Peace. Peace.